Earlier today, it was announced there are not going to be any indictments for the police officers who were involved in the raid in, uh, in specific reference to the death of Brenna Taylor. Now, I got to clarify, one cop did get an indictment. He got, I, th- I believe, three counts of wanton endangerment because he was firing into other apartments. The left has taken this as an extreme slight, saying that Brianna, if Brianna Taylor is innocent, then why didn't he get, why, didn't anybody, why is he getting charged for almost hurting somebody else, but not getting charged at all for the death of Brenna Taylor? It's an interesting argument, and we're going to have to talk a lot about it, but once you learn the full details of what happened, it becomes a much more interesting and nuanced story. And I'll say straight up, I've even seen conservative right-wing journalists and personalities get this wrong. And we did it last night when I said it was a no-knock warrant. So just some quick context. It's the Brianna Taylor case. It's in Louisville, Kentucky. The narrative was that these cops just barged in, no-knock warrant, kicked the door down, and then started firing. Brianna Taylor was sleeping in her bed and got killed. None of that happened. The official story, they pounded on the door over and over again. Witnesses confirmed this. And even Brianna Taylor's boyfriend said they were banging on the door. But they didn't answer. Cops break the door down. That's when Brandon Taylor's boyfriend fires, shooting one of the cops in the leg. He fires back. And that, those are the rounds that they believe killed Brandon Taylor. And then this other cop, I guess, started firing wildly. And that's the only charge he got. So already civil unrest has, has started. There's a bunch of crazy videos. As soon as they made the announcement, some dude like apparently went for a gun and then they grabbed him. They're like, yo, don't do it. Stop, stop. You can't. And then the guy chilled out. There's videos of like a U-Haul truck pulling up. And then they're pulling out a bunch of signs and shields. And this is causing a lot of people to, well, get angry. Why, who, who, who organized this? Who's prepared all this stuff? And why do they have shields ready? What are, they, what, are, what are they planning for? Apparently, there's protests planned across the country, likely going to, uh, I, I, in my opinion, become riots. We'll see how this plays out. But uh, I got to say, you know, something weird's been going on with this show where we book people and then something crazy happens during the day. And we're like, wow, what, what a great coincidence this person happens to be here. Because we got Maj Toure here. You're the founder of Black Guns Matter. Absolutely. And you got a lot to say about this. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and uh, you just happened to be here the same day this, this, ver- this, this announcement came down. The and Matrix so this, is real. The Matrix, the simulation, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. It keeps happening to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to talk a lot about this, and I think we're just, we, we got a bunch of other stories we can go through, because I really want to talk about Philando Castile yeah. and uh, gun rights, guns in general, and Black Lives Matter stuff, Black Guns Matter stuff. Yeah. So make sure you smash the like button, subscribe, uh, hit the notification bell, all that stuff. We do the show Monday through Friday live at 8 p.m. Of course, we're also joined by Ian Crossland. Share this video. Share, the, there you go. <laughs> yes. Shameless self-promotion. Share it. Tell all your friends to watch. And uh, Sour Patch Lids on the, at the production uh, station. Yeah, I'm over here. I have this weird mic. I hope everyone can hear me, but I am here. I did not she, die. She exists. I do, yes. We got we, uh, So we made some, we, we, we hardlined the internet today. We figured it out. Finally got past all these IP problems. It's going to be a, uh, a learning curve, man, figuring out how to get this to work. So you, you weren't here the other day. The internet was all crazy. Yeah, yeah the, like before the, the, the glitches. Yeah. The other day, and like the audio was all crazy before, and it's like, you know, so we're we're figuring it out, you know. Somebody changed something in the Matrix. I don't, yeah, you know, I'll tell you this, just like as a a pointless aside, when it comes to building computers and like setting up stuff, I often hear like, me and my friends always talk about this, there's like magic, it's Mm -hmm. a joke, because we're like, we plug everything in the way it's supposed to go, turn it on, nothing happens, and we're like, we did everything right, and then you unplug it, plug it back in, it works. Right. Like, I have no idea what... So we just call it magic. Yeah. Like, I don't know, magic, whatever, it's you know, simulation. Magic. 
Magic. Oh, it's hardcore. <laughs> right. It's magnetic. <laughs> All right. So let's 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 uh, let's just get into it, man. Let's talk about the uh, the, the first story. So uh, for those that are just tuning in, the quick recap earlier today, the 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 AG announced the cops involved in the Brianna Taylor case will not be indicted um, in relation to the death of Brown Taylor. One char- uh, one one guy's getting charged wanton endangerment for firing, I guess, wildly or blindly into other apartments, nearly hitting somebody. And so naturally now we're seeing civil unrest. We got the story from the New York Post. Civil unrest in Louisville intensifies hours after Brianna Taylor grand jury decision. Obviously, if you're tuning in right now, it's, it's happening literally as we're speaking. So we're not, we're not covering any of this stuff live. And this story is from five. We've already seen a ton of arrests. We've already seen people deploying shields, a van pull, a U-Haul pulls up. They start giving out materials. They've clearly been planning for this in advance. The city declared a state of emergency, I think, what was it, like several days ago, mm-hmm. saying like no parking in downtown. And they expect it to, to go nuts. So today's only what, Wednesday? This weekend's going to be absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. So for, for, uh, there's, there's a lot to go through here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to ask you, you're, you, you, do you know everything that happened with the, the yep. Brown Taylor case? Yep. And so for those that aren't familiar, this is uh, Maj Toure. You founded Black Guns Matter. Yep. So this is, uh, what, are, what, what are your thoughts on the Brown Taylor case? Let's throw it to you. First and foremost, um, love and respect to her family, uh, her loved ones. Uh, the people that will never see her again, Breonna Taylor. Um, so that, I think that's it's, it's fair to and respectable to make sure that we, we lead with that energy. For sure, man. Um, secondly, the state is 100% responsible for Breonna Taylor's death. Unequivocally. Um, now, if you want to get into the weeds and the nuance of you know, the officers and why this part. Now, that's for all of my friends that live in hoods across America. Yes, the state is absolutely responsible for it. Now, when you get into the conversation about the nuance and the objective nature of, okay, what happened? Like the facts of the matter, right? Some of my friends may disagree with me. Um, Especially people that have been, the people that will agree with me have probably either been in a shootout shot at someone or shot had someone shoot at them um people that know what rounds do will totally get why someone getting shot at will shoot back oh yeah um so in that sense i want to again lead with my primary thought is the state government which is useless which does not help (laughs) Um, we, we'll, 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 get, we'll get into that later because we'll yeah. disagree. This is going to be fun. They're responsible for that death. And when you get to a point where you have someone issuing no knock raid, knock raid, whatever, I'm in my house. I don't have to answer my door. Right. I don't have to. And if I don't answer my door and whoever's on the other side of that door that doesn't announce exactly who they are and it's not clear who they are, if they break into my house, I am well within my means to shoot them. If you come into my house on, after a certain time so, unannounced, I'm not answering the door. And if you kick my door in. I, 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 here's the challenge, man. I think I read through this stuff. I read what CNN had to say. Mm-hmm. I read these like leaked documents. I don't think anybody was wrong. 
I mean, actually, I would lean more towards the, 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 the state itself and the system itself mm-hmm. was wrong. Yeah. So the cops are told to serve a warrant. Mm-hmm. They go, they knock on the door. They say they announce themselves. Witness, uh, witnesses apparently you know, saw them, said what was going on. Maybe, maybe they didn't announce themselves. They said they did. I don't believe them. I you think they're think liars. They you think, yeah. I, yeah, I think they're liars. I think that just like they lied about saying that they talked to the postmaster and the postmaster, they got proof that the mail was coming for the drug dealers and all of that to the house. And the postmaster general was like, that's not true. That's not true. They've proven themselves to be liars. They're lying. I do not believe that. Now, unfortunately, regardless of if I believe it or not, Brianna's dead. Right. Then they charged Kenneth Walker for defending his house. And the only reason why he's out of jail is because people started making an uproar about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And any of those officers, if somebody did the same thing in their house, those officers would have did the same thing Kenneth Walker did. So, so that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. You break my door down. So I, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be that milquetoast fence sitter on this one, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not going to work. But the, the, idea, the, idea, the idea is, let's say the benefit of the doubt to the cops, I, you disagree. You think they're lying. And uh, I respect that for sure. Because, of course, everyone's going to protect their own interests. Right. Let's say they did yell and, and Kenneth just didn't, didn't hear anything. So all he sees is a door fly open, people Bam. breaking his door down, and he's like, my house, my gun, I'm defending myself. It's castle doctrine. Play dumb games, break, win stupid prizes. Yeah, you break into my house, I'm defending myself. It's yep. not the first time we've heard stories like this, too, yep. where a cop, you know, they'll break in, and they're playing clothes, and even if they announce themselves, this is, this, is, this is why I say, when I say it's not anybody's fault, what I'm trying to say, it's the system's fault. Right. So I agree when you say the state is responsible. Yep. I think it's a system we created. Let's say the cop yells, police. You know, we're coming in and you don't hear him. And mm-hmm. then you see a guy in regular clothes armed with a gun. I'm and you're shooting like, you. Right. Exactly. Even if you do hear him and anyone in the world could be like, it's the police open up. Right. Exactly. If they wanted to kill you. And then if you open the door and they killed you. So like if he thought that someone was coming for him and he heard someone yelling, they came in with plain clothes. I'm all the way with y'all. We all in essence saying the same thing. But then I got to go to why were you lying? I cannot leave that part out. Which the the police officers saying, and and maybe not those, yeah, maybe not the specific police officers on scene, right? But their team starts to lie to protect those officers. Oh yeah. Then you have a scenario where you tried to get the the uh, the ex boyfriend. They tried to present him with a plea deal to lie on Breonna Taylor. Damn. And saying say she was involved. And we'll cut down on your sentence. Shouts to him for not being a coward and taking the time, taking those extra years. Because he could have got off light. But then there's back-to-back lies. The system, the state, lying to protect their own. This speaks to bigger things. Um, so to your point, though, Tim, the, if I'm the officer that is getting shot at, from a tactical standpoint, I'm not just shooting. I'm not just returning rounds. Right. Especially the first guy that got charged. His case, his charges carry up to five years. The, the, that's, that's the wanted endangering. Guy. Yes. Yeah. He shot three apartments. Right, right, right. You don't know what you're doing. And the cops actually testified. They were telling him to chill out. Right. That when he was at, when he was at the door, he was like really nervous and agitated. And the, I can't remember the cop, which cop it was. He was saying, bro, relax. He's like, Brett, relax, relax, Brett, relax. Right. Now his name was Brett. The bigger picture here is, OK, this was about drugs. As an ex-drug dealer, allegedly, <laughs> right? Drugs go like this. Hey, man, I want some weed. Hey, man, I have the weed. Oh, that's great. I have the money right here. That's called commerce. And every other case, right? Tim, 
is like, I'm going to rob Maj. Tim robs me. And I go, man, Tim just robbed me. I call the police. They come get the information. They do the investigation. Not in drug cases. They sit. They lie. They sneak. They put stuff on people. The bigger other question that's not being statement that's not being said is this is another clear cut example that the war on drugs is an extreme failure. Oh, yeah. And in this scenario, it cost Breonna Taylor her life. Kenneth Walker had to be in jail. Couldn't even attend. You know, he had to he had to deal with that. Right. The law enforcement officers could have got killed. One of them got shot in the leg. Yeah. Femoral femoral artery. And that you will bleed out. Yeah. Yep. So these are things that we're, we're making it about the, okay, these cops, where I, I do believe that the one cop that was reckless, yeah, I'm cool with that charge. The other two that were returning fire, not in three different, you know, d- uh, houses, those guys aren't charged because, yeah, you guys were getting shot at. That's the part that people, the objective part that has to come down. Right. But the bigger issue is, and I want to say shouts to Dr. Paul for presenting legislation that puts it into no-knock raids. Not that this was that. Right. They handled this the same way that they handled uh, the Zimmerman case. Television made it about the stand your ground. It wasn't a stand your ground case, like, at all. At all. So the bigger issue is the war on drugs is a complete sham. Here, it's, here. it's putting res- respectable law enforcement officers. I am not a status by any stretch of the imagination. However, I want guys to, if, the, if that guy or woman puts that uniform on to say, I'm going to catch some robbers, some rapists, and some unjustified killers today, and I'm going to make the community safer, I salute them. But if you're running around talking about, yeah, we heard they, that they had drugs, the person that wanted the heroin and this person had the money, you, you see that it's a failure. And so I think the bigger picture is having those conversations in that regard, and I have to settle with the fact that and it hurts. I have to settle with the fact that because of systemic flaws, this young woman will never be able to see her family again. Right. You know, you know when you talk about cops lying, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, was, there was a case in New York where I was, I was live streaming. I'm out on the sidewalk. And I, was, I didn't even realize what was going on. But apparently I filmed the dude who got arrested. Mm-hmm. The cops lied. So the woman who actually felt the arrest report wasn't the one who made the arrest. Mm. She claimed he was blocking the road. He's on video getting arrested on the sidewalk. And I got angry. Like, why was there no accountability for lying on that police report arresting this dude? Nothing ever happened from it. Because the state can lie. They can lawyers, attorney generals, district attorneys, all of that. They can lie on the stand and trick you. Yep. But if you lie in response, they can charge you. So here's the issue I see. I recognize that. And when I hear stories that, you know, cops will lie to protect each other. Yeah, what else is new? People don't hold their own groups accountable, right? Right. right. Here's the issue. The far left does the exact same thing. These yep. like extremists, these rioters, they, they smash and burn. And with a smile on their face, they'll lie about everything. They'll claim, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just a, a kid who was, you know, coming out and shouts to Kyle under duress doing his thing and, and lowering his weapon when the dude has hands up. The, dude, the last guy who didn't get shot because two guys put their hands up. This is actually in the lawyer's, uh, the, the video they put out. He yeah. puts his hand up and Kyle immediately lowers his weapon yep. under duress. It's a good point. So there, there's, the left will lie. They'll claim all these things about him to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. And I see that in every single community. I don't care if it's the police. I don't care if it's Antifa. I don't, people do this for their, their, their communities, whatever right. it is. The problem we have, we rely on police. To us, I, I know you're going to disagree with me. I never, I will never call the police. Why is that? 
My first interaction with law enforcement, and I and be clear, I've had law enforcement guys. Diana Mueller, who's a three-gun competition shooter, has been one of Black Guns Matter's uh, staunchest supporters. She's a cop, though, and she's some of the things she's just never going to. I'm like, bro, you're heavy-handed on certain issues because you're 20 years ex-law enforcement. I have guys that I totally would trust my life with that are law enforcement. Ken Scott, Prevectus Group, came down to the Solutionary Summit, instructor of the year in my mind, like every year, right? So it's not that I'm not objective. My experience, my lived experiences with law enforcement until I started doing the Second Amendment thing, right, have been horrible. My first experience with law enforcement, I worked at McDonald's. I had a free class. I went down in Philly. I went to the gallery when the gallery was the thing. I went to go buy clothes with like my McDonald's paycheck and come back to class. Cop car pulls in front of me. They put me on the hood of the car. They take the money I got. I got like $200 left, right? They take, they like, yeah, you out here hustling. I'm like, nah, nah, nah. I work at McDonald's. My uniform's in my bag. I got my check. I just went to the gallery. I'm coming back. They took my money. And they, they were like, all right, go to class. So I was like, damn, you're not going to like leave me money for like a trans pass? Because, you know, I'm high school. I'm taking a train. And they, they threw me $10 and said, you can get some tokens. That's my first experience with law enforcement at like 15 and a half. That's that civil right, civil forfeiture. You're right. Just we, We're taking your so, money so because I'm, you want to talk? It, it was not. It wasn't civil. It was we're taking your money. We thought you was hustling because I was excited to put the hustler shirt on that I bought with my hard-earned money coming back to school. I had a free period, a free class. I go, I come back. This is my first experience with law enforcement. In the communities, and I, and, I, and I argue on both sides, I get love and hate from both sides because that experience in urban America is a different experience than maybe, maybe, maybe in sur- suburban America. And if I'm in a 10-block radius that I never leave, and three out of the 10 cops in my 10-block radius during the time that I'm there, three of those are like horrible humans, that is my lived experience with law enforcement. Does that, is that a scathing indictment of all law enforcement? Absolutely not. So I'm in this weird Venn, middle of the Venn diagram in regards to law enforcement. So for me... And politics, too, because you're libertarian. Right. So to me, I'm not calling the police until like I shot somebody and I'm calling them to come clean this up and take a report. Because if I shot somebody, it was absolutely to, pretend, to protect life, protect and defend life. And it's a slam dunk. It was like Jason Voorhees. And it was like, clearly, that's the bad guy. My stopped the bad guy. They're going to throw me a party. Hey, police, got one. You know, there's been a shooting at wherever. I'm wearing a black freedom over everything hoodie. Send help. Boop. And that's it. That's the only reason why I would call law enforcement. Only. Because, unfortunately, um, a lot of people do not have the emotional demeanor and the speak the legalese to deal with law enforcement officers from an objective and logical perspective. And so tensions are high and it could cost somebody their life. Maybe not even mine. I'm good. I can maneuver with the police easy, but the other five guys around may not see it the same way. I've had a lot of bad experiences with cops. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've often talked about how I think most people's interactions with cops are going to be negative because mm-hmm. you're getting citations. You're yeah. going to take it for jaywalking, for speeding, headlights out, something like that. And rarely is a cop going to be there to actually save you. Right. But I have been saved. I was saved once from a mugging. Yeah. I had a guy trying to mug me and it was the stupidest thing because I was broke. My wallet's (laughs) empty. And I'm like, I'm "I'm not even carrying anything, dude. Cops came out of nowhere. It was was nuts and grabbed the guy, 
slammed him up against the fence and yelled in his face, not in my town. It was like, really? Yeah, it was like one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. And that coming off of, I've had cops give me, I, I've had two, I, had, I got two tickets when I was like 20 yeah. and they were both bunk. I got pulled over and the cop just lied to the ticket in my face. Lie. But even, even then, I still look at, like with all the riots and everything, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you do if there's no police and there's- Me? A, just I, I sure yeah in general like let's uh, let me give you a scenario okay. so so ultimately I feel like I'm for police reform yeah we definitely got to figure out why if the cops are lying and they're not being held accountable yeah they got to be held accountable yeah it's, it's, if they're lying under oath we can't have that because right. the system's broken if that's the case and it happens too much but I think a lot of what we see in terms of uh, you know people who get shot because a cop freaks out we need better training yep that means more funding. We need, uh, we need better programs. We, if you want social workers, then I think one of the ideas, I think you had this idea, Ian, like having a social worker with a cop, yeah. which means adding to the police, not taking away from. So I look at it this way. I think there's issues. I think we definitely can have conversations to reform and figure these things out. We want to make sure we recognize that cops are people. They have their perspective. They, they need they're to be humans. Ex- they're exactly. And I think a lot of them are underpaid. Like mm-hmm. seriously, in New York, it's bad. So they don't even care because they're like, for this job, I'm not risking anything. I'm going to shoot first, ask questions later because I get paid 30K a year. If you shoot first, ask questions later, I want to hurry up, get you your day in court and send you to jail. Right. Immediately. I don't care if that's an American citizen. As a gun owner, I don't go anywhere without a gun. I carry allegedly, unlawfully in New York, in New Jersey, in Chicago, in Compton, and wherever, wherever. If anyone that's with me uses their firearm, shoot first, ask questions later, I want my homie to have his day in court and go to jail. Okay, these bullets, much like toothpaste, the bullets don't go back in the, you know, the rounds don't go back in the barrel. The toothpaste don't go back in the tube. Um, So I I am going to say the the gist of what I was saying is, yeah, I think we need police. Um, I think you do. But I think that. You don't need as many. I think that if there's less laws, there's too many laws. That's true, too. The laws, what laws are is. A person with a gun at the end of you not complying to force you. That's why it's called law enforcement. And if the laws are unjust, like slavery was law. Like, right. This is cool. So Harriet Tubman going like, nah, bro. It's a contradiction. <laughs> yeah. They were well within their rights to kill Harriet Tubman. If you name, if we want to be honest, if we want to be honest as Americans... All of our heroes were outlaws. George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. We were talking about Gandhi, Gandhi. All of these guys and women were rebels. We're like, no, this is morally repugnant and incorrect. Law enforcement, not peace officers like it used to be, not sheriffs, not deputizing constables from the community as it should be. Law enforcement has turned into a over-militarized racket to generate revenue for the state. And when we have so many laws, you're saying your tickets, right? Yeah. Oh, your headlight is out. Come on, bro. What, like in reality, you giving me a ticket and charging me money for that. I, if I didn't get the headlight fixed, I probably don't have money. So you're charging me more money for having the headlight out and it's going to make the quality of life of Americans better. How? 
I'd like it if your ticket to get your headlight fixed, you didn't have to pay it if you got your headlight fixed. I, th- I think every that's time. A, but I think they actually do that. Is it every time though? Like the problem is you got to go to court. So they're they're court fees. Well, I don't know about court fees in these circumstances, but probably because mm-hmm. I've only had a couple experiences. But I'm pretty sure in many circumstances, like your headlights out, get it fixed, and then you go to the court and you show them you got it fixed, and they're like, you're free to go. But, but why? Why not police officer just saying, hey man, you got a tail light, you got a headlight out. Probably because you'll never get it fixed if there's no, if there's the, no in, or, incentive. Or, or, okay, if that's the case, right? If you won't get it fixed if there's no incentive. Let's go with that theory. It just looks trash, bro. And you'll go, I'll fix it. And if there's, like, if, if I want to drive with one headlight, like, just play it like I'm a motorcycle. A motorcycle has one headlight. The problem is we keep asking the state to correct us or tell us when we're wrong. And it ties. I know we kind of going out in the weeds, but to bring it back, it's this is why you have more and more laws where we have to depend on more and more police to do things that, again, if we're talking about taking a social worker with a police officer, they did that somewhere where like the 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 arrests like dropped or something like that the reality is we do not need more police officer or more policing we need more freedom we need less laws Dude, when you- well, well i'll tell you what this was this was a joke tweet but it's it's a it's a fact what is it i think it was like a truthism uh truism if you abolish all laws there will be no more crime right and but here's, here's, <laughs> here's, here's the, right the other thing, thing. Do, though so look at portugal right a few yeah. years ago portugal was like yo you want to do drugs that's on you don't look to us to chase you about it. Don't look to us to help you. We'll, we'll redirect some of the money that we have that we were locking people up for, for this. We're going to put it into, if you want to get a rehab, we'll, instead of us spending X amount for locking people up, right? We're going to spend a fraction of that for the people that want some help like once, right? Man, the, well, you, you brought, yeah, the drug war. Gone. It, Nixon basically created the drug war to go after the black uh, community the black um the black panthers yes. and the hippies he right. wanted and so he created laws that he knew they were using weed and he was way well, easier weed to was already illegal for we was time. illegal uh, before that before yeah. that first god the, the no lie the 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 psychological origin of cannabis decriminalization in america was this one dude that wanted i forget his name he wanted yeah. one well, of the listeners first yeah he said marijuana makes white women want to sleep with Negro jazz musicians. Oh, boy. That is the origin of cannabis criminalization in America. I will look it up. Look it up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. William Randolph first. And he had the newspapers. He had the paper mills, so he was able to print the... Propaganda. Exactly. So saying this to say, now, okay, we're we're 40, 50, however many years in. Did you win this war? No, and then they made LSD illegal. Yeah, then they went after LSD and other drugs in the 60s and 70s. Meanwhile, the founding fathers owned entire hemp farms. It is a dude, contradiction. Look at George Washington's eyes on the $1 bill. He looks stoned. He looks like a dude that smoked for 40 years. Blasted. So, so hold on, hold on. Let me ask you, man. Yeah. Uh, where'd you grow up? Can I ask Philly. you? Philly. Philly. North. Do you think that... With an F, N-O-R-F. I, I grew up in Chicago. Yeah. And my experience with cops in Chicago, very bad. My experience with cops in smaller towns and suburbs. Great. Phenomenal. <laughs> amazing. 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 Especially sheriffs. Yeah. And I think you made that point. You elect sheriffs. Yep. So they're accountable. They got to get those votes. They got to be careful. Right. In Chicago, I felt like you're faceless. 
They don't know you. They don't care. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the one of the issues is that once again, even when it comes to the gun debate, yeah. urban versus rural. Yeah. People who live out in the middle of nowhere are like, don't take my guns. I need it. What am I going to do? I can't call the cops. People who live in cities are like, cops are right there. I can call them if I need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people who live out in rural areas, even in suburban areas where you've got smaller departments, you've got, and even some of these smaller suburban departments are militarized. It's crazy. They got MRAPs, armored vehicles and all that stuff. Even, uh, so, so you have a lot of these people who have a more positive experience. Mm-hmm. They're not going to understand what's going on in cities right. and why people in cities are upset. But the same is true in the other direction. Right. So when these people are like, we're going to abolish the police. Yeah. That's like, I get it, man. But you're, 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 you're going from zero to, to 100 in two you, seconds. You, you abolishing the police and still making everything lawful is very simple. There should be police. To, and, and this part is my opinion. There should be police for crimes with actual victims. Agreed. So, like, I think Trump should pardon. We've, we've talked about this. Like, nonviolent drug offenders. Get out of here. Review them to make sure they weren't, weren't plead, pleading down. Yeah. Right? You might have a guy who, like, beat the crap out of somebody but then took a plea. This is where I disagree. I believe that you go to jail for the thing that you went, are sentenced for. You have a trial by jury of your peers. And they go, you know what, Tim? That time you robbed Maj, we got we to gotta give you two years. And Tim's behind bars for two years. Tim eats, works out. Tim comes out super duper swole. <laughs> Tim should be able to get back to his life. I agree. I, yeah, now, reg- now, to me, this is where, again, objectivity and people get upset. I don't care what your crime is. I don't care. If he's outside, he's not a danger to society. If he is a danger to society, he's not outside. I don't know, man. What if he's a pedo? This is where it gets hairy. Right, because these people will reoffend, And if they do, they go back to jail. But now, then, this is... So, so, but I can't... It's like Thomas Paine said. I can't... Let's be clear. I think pedophiles are weirdos that... I want to say this without incriminating myself. <laughs> if you're a pedophile and... I catch you. It's going to be a bad day for you. Yeah. Or a, a last day for you. Or a last day for you. Potentially. You never know. It's the roll of the dice. With that being the case, because I don't want to say it, it's like premeditated. This is exactly. all hypothetical. Right, right, right. Right? In defense of someone else. In defense of another right life. To, right? I believe that that pedophile that I think is the scum of the earth should go to jail, should come outside, and he's paid his debt to society. Do you believe in the death? Do you support the death penalty? Yes. What, what would you give the death penalty for? Um, for death. You kill somebody at death penalty? Yep. If it's you, unjustified, like, 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 like the weirdo. What's the, what's the kid uh, that they took to Burger King? Uh, Dylan, Dylan Roof. Roof. Yeah. Right? We, we're not wasting a bunch of time here. Let's give him a, let's give him a trial by jury. I'm, I'm extremely hard on people that take life. I'm extremely hard on people that rape. And for rape, I would have a different set of things. But f- death for me would be people that kill people. You know, rape's an interesting one because there's two kinds of... There's statutory rape and then there's forced yeah. inter- intercourse. And, and they're completely different experiences. As someone that was falsely accused of statutory rape, that's an area with rape in general, but more specifically both of those... I'm like, yo, we got a fine tooth calmness because I know a dude that just came home 
for like 40 years for rape. Statutory rape? Regular. See, this, I think we should change what that's called, statutory rape, into another word. I think that rape is, and my, my homegirls are always upset me, upset me when I say this. I think rape is forcible. You, you know, remember when Aziz Ansari, the comedian, um, yeah, like bad the, date. Yeah, yeah, the girl said, like, he didn't threaten me. He didn't make me feel uncomfortable. But, like, she wound up, you know, giving him fellatio twice that night. And then she told her homegirl, was like, yo, I think, like, I didn't like it. And she's like, oh, girl, you were raped. And the homegirl that she was talking to, like, wrote a piece on it. Yep. Mind you, he, he didn't, she, by her own admission, is like, he didn't force me. He didn't threaten me. He didn't make me feel uncomfortable after the fact. Now, he's going to, that's not rape. Well, she did say she felt uncomfortable. You felt uncomfortable, but you give him a BJ twice? <laughs> Because because he did this, like, hey. So so I'll tell you right now, like, it's really interesting. You, you consider yourself a libertarian, absolutely. And I we, we, like this. I'm a libertarian that has strong conservative values. Right. Yeah. I think it, I, I, that's why I thought it was interesting. You mentioned you were for the death penalty because yeah. like aren't, aren't libertarians mostly against it? Yeah, they are mostly. Yeah. Mo a lot of mostly. libertarians are um, against border security. Not right, me exactly. I'm, I'm with borders. I'm with borders with nations that if okay, so like there's really really beautiful women in India, in Japan, right? I can't like Japan's not gonna let me go over there and just hang out forever. After that visa's up, Japan's gonna be like, okay, bro, time to get out of here. If your nation doesn't let me hang out forever in your town, then our nation shouldn't let you hang out. In our in our town, so and you can't have board no open borders in like a welfare state. Everybody, you won't have a nation after that. Exactly, that's like Sweden. You're right. You know, because if everybody's getting, if if everyone's getting access to a social program, and you're not from the town, and they're not refilling that, it would be like if you had a if you had a big pizza and you said anybody can come in and take the pizza, but only you got to pay for it. It's like, well, I'm going to stop paying for it. Right. No, no, you can't. Well, eventually there's no pizza left for anybody. So that, so that libertarian and con strong and, and a lot of conservatives call themselves conservatives, but they're really statists, right? They're just Trump supporters that are riding the wave of president Trump, right? Or they're statists. They're not, um, well, define status. Like what do you mean? It's like a bootlicker, a person that, you know, is, well, the let, government. Let me tell you. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. The people, when, when those cops came and took the guns from the McCloskeys. Yeah. I was out. I was furious. Right. They didn't, they, they didn't do anything wrong. According to the law, according to the AG. Right. They were defending their property. People broke out of their property. And the cops came. And the McCloskeys were like, turn around so no one sees you. And I'm like, no, these guys came and stole your guns, dude. Now, here's the funny thing. I agree with you. I think they were unsafe. When I see the the oh, wife, oh yeah, dude, for sure, three sure. knuckles deep, going <laughs> go go, like waving a gun. That's what she. That's where they lose me. If they would have been at the low rate, first of all, you got a Scarface house with like a balcony, like you can like be out the balcony and like you got the high ground. I, listen, listen, man, I, I disagree. You know why? I think I, I get what you're saying about her. You know, walking and pointing. Yeah, but. If you if you if you live on your house and you have a right to bear arms, you do. We, we can't we can't we can't be like you have to have a certain skill level. No 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 no. no. I'm not saying I'm not saying I absolutely don't think that they their firearms should have been taken. I right right right. Absolutely. I'm not, saying, I'm not trying to apply. I'm, what you're saying I'm, I'm saying as a as a as a person that deals with conflict resolution. So you got to you know how they be like. Well, we got to look at the full story, right? The full story. They didn't break that gate down. 
Now, did they trespass because they walked through where a sign was posted? Yes, they yeah. did. The back further back story is they weren't going to the McCluskey's house. They were still on like a public street in a private neighborhood. It, it, they were it was a private street. It was a private street. In a, it's a private street, but not like on the McCluskey's like porch. Right. Right. They were going past the McCluskey's house because a few days before that, the mayor of that town lived in that town. The mayor doxed like protesters on L- the internet. Literally read their addresses out. Literally. Yeah. So, okay, you're reading our addresses out. So we're going to come to your address now. They did trespass because it was a private community. They did not, like television was like, oh, they just shook the door and broke the gate down. I have the video of them. Like some dude like with like a, he looked like he was from the purge, like a black suit on, like opening the door. And he was holding it open for him. Yeah. Now you still did trespass because you crossed past that threshold. Somebody, somebody did break the gate though. Yes. Because there's footage, not the people that initially walked in. So they were walking past the McCluskey's house. The McCluskey's to their, uh, uh, to their, uh, perspective saw all of these people and they're like, what the hell is going on? So they go out on their, on their land. Now. I disagree with them from a safety and conflict resolution standpoint. Me, even if I completely disagreed with all of those people walking past, I'm going to de-escalate. Even if I would have came out and went, you don't know what I think in my head. They would have kept walking past the house. Now, do the McCluskeys have to do that? No, they don't. Where they lost me was when they started waving firearms at Americans and their lives were not in imminent danger. That whole, well, they, like, they, they, so hold on. I, I fear for my life thing. If, if you and I, as lawful and safe gun owners, we don't get to use, you can in some states. I, because I can and should I, are two different things, could and should. I'm not pulling my firearm out until it's time to shoot Jason Voorhees. So you're not supposed to point at something unless you're ready to destroy it. Yep. So in that, yeah, like I think the McCloskeys were violating, you know, a few of the, the cardinal rules. Right. But they said these people were threatening them, saying, we're going to take your house. We're going to burn. That's going to be my room. Things like that. And I'll, let me ask you another question. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if you were in your house mm-hmm. and then you saw a large angry group, you know, come on to, come on to private property. and Are uh, they walking past? You don't know. There's just a large group, and they're headed, they're headed your direction. I got to watch. And you see a dude pull out something that looks like a long black barrel and start pointing at your house. What do you do? Me? Yeah. I watch, and I, I get covering. If they, if, they, if they point that at you, you're not going to get low ready. You're not going to pull out your gun. You're not going to say, hey, yo, what are you doing? No. If I'm, first of all, in that scenario, I'm not coming outside. Tactically, it's dumb to do that. That's right. like if somebody breaks into my house. I have a plan. If someone breaks into my house, depending on what floor they're on, and if it's late at night, I'm, I, my, my family already has the plan of what we're going to do. Everybody's going to locate in this room. I got the AR ready. I'm going to yell out. We're armed. The police have been called. Please leave. Once they get past a certain point, I am going to switch cheese them. Now, for me, in that scenario that you give, some guys outside, I don't know if it's a firearm or not. It looks Three, like 300 people. 300 people, and they walking past. Until you don't know they're walking past. I don't know that. Yeah. I have to watch. Some people are yelling, we're going to burn your house down. Cool. Yell all day. And then some dude takes his long black thing and he points it right at right. Cool. At. Do it. I can find concealment and cover in my house. From a tactical and strategic standpoint, that's what I do. Would, would you fault someone for assuming that if someone, you know, is in this mob and someone has something that looks like a long black barrel, mm-hmm. they start, would, you, would you fault someone for thinking I got to defend myself? Yeah, but you don't defend yourself by going towards the gun. That's stupid. So it just, just tells me that that person doesn't have training. 
And, and I think that's obvious. Yeah. The closet. Like, it's just so, a chick doing this. The reason I ask is because there's a photo, and a lot of people get this wrong. Yeah. I've seen this, this photo go around. A guy's holding a, uh, what looks like a shotgun mic, mm-hmm. a long shotgun. And if you don't know anything about cameras... Yeah, people are looking at this, and there's a guy literally holding a long black barrel and pointing it at him. Mm-hmm. And I see that I'm like, he's got a shotgun mic on a DSLR, so right? It's a camera. The McCloskeys might have saw that, and were like, they're screaming at us. They're saying we're gonna burn your house down. They didn't say that until after they came outside, though. They, see, see, they, well, they, 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 they the McCloskeys escalated that. And I'm not saying they're they're on. Be clear, they're on their property. I don't think that their gun should have been confiscated, but they are not. Um, Safe and responsible gun owners. But from a tactical perspective, you have the high ground. You have a stone house. You have concealment and cover. You have rifles. You have the element of surprise. You didn't take a second to wait and watch. Now, if, if, if it's they come through the gate, they shooting, absolutely get busy. From, from, absolutely, but that's not what happened. I, just, I feel like the challenge is, I definitely hear what you're saying. I feel like the challenge is, what if somebody's a gun owner mm-hmm. and they're just really dumb, but they're on their property, there's a crowd there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, you know, the challenge is if you go to somebody else's house yeah. And, yeah. They're, and they're scared, yeah. even if they're t- they have no idea how to use a gun, yep. they're holding it backwards and pointing it themselves or whatever. Right. It's like, well, no, I don't fault them at all. Yeah. I, the, the where, the but area, I, I think your points are fair. Like yeah, they, the, they the, come out, they've got the rifle and she's pointing it, waving it. The teachable sure. moment is I want the McCluskeys to get training. For sure. And, and I, don't, I don't want, I don't want, I'm glad that no one was harmed. I'm glad that um, it, it spoke to a bigger picture. Do I think that the state should have showed up to take their guns? Absolutely not. I think that was like political theater. I don't right. think they're going to like face charges and no. I, I see two bootlickers, two different kinds of bootlickers right now. Mm. You've got people cheering on as the cops seize the weapon from le- from gun owners yeah. who, for for all their faults, had a legal right to defend their property. Yeah. But then you got the the other side. You've got these businesses. Yeah. And this one, this one, I, I'm actually I, I empathize and I feel bad. You've got businesses that literally get ransacked by you know anti far leftist riders and then come out and say, "But we support them." That's bootlicking too. I get it. I get why. So bootlicking has to be. So the ter- Yes, I agree somewhat. But the terminology and how the term bootlicking is used is tied to the state. I get it, for sure. But yes, but I also understand there's guys that my, my business has insurance. They're going to cake up. That's not So in Minneapolis, that's Maybe not, not, right. So all of these businesses, because uh, a handful of them, there's a big story about this. The, the, the rubble removal yeah. exceeded the cost that insurance covered. Because yeah. most people didn't think they were going to have to deal with a pile right. of smoldering rubble. Right, right. So it's like they're done. They're gone forever. It's, now, it's like their lives are destroyed. Right. And those are the areas where that Black Lives Matter movement, um, it started from Ferguson. Well, it started, Black Lives Matter was Trayvon Martin. Tra- even before Tray- Trayvon. In yeah. Ferguson, Trayvon and Mike Brown in Ferguson. Darren Seals. There was a group of people. I went to Ferguson, talked to Darren, uh, Mike Brown's dad, talked to uh, Darren Seals, who was a very powerful figure. He literally, this video of him saying, because it turned from the Ferguson movement to Black Lives Matter. It got co-opted years yep. ago before he was murdered, shot in the head, shot in a vehicle. I went to Wait, where his dad was. No, not Mike Brown. Oh, oh, oh. Darren Seals. Oh, wow. 
Three of the five men that started that Ferguson movement, three of them have been murdered. Whoa. Two of them shot in their car. Darren Seals' car set on fire. The Ferguson Police Department is calling it a suicide. Not even investigating it. I, I went to this. I went to that Ferguson market. There's still law enforcement posted up at the Ferguson market. I asked those law enforcement. They're like, yeah, they knew that the, they knew that there were two sets of videos. They sent one to the Department of Justice. All of these different things. My point in saying that is, even Darren Seal said years ago, five six years ago, Black Lives Matter as the organization just got five hundred thousand dollars from Google. It is not what we, it, it's been co-opted five, six years ago. What's, what's up with this defensive looting stuff, man? Because you're talking to a group of people that have been, that experience that I have with law enforcement and your experience with law enforcement, we're not getting that same feeling from the suburban areas with law enforcement. And if that has been your lived experience for decades, for the length of time, you, you're not going to come the, across police officers for, for like a bunch. But if you come across them five times and four of them are trash and you have no experience of the other like good officers. So it becomes like, yo, you got to remember, we don't own these buildings in the places that we live. Yeah, but I mean, people do. So, and so I get you. Look, look at that firefighter in, uh, uh, you know, about the firefighter in Minneapolis. It was his dream. He saved up all this money, opened a sports bar, and they burn it. They, they set it on fire. He shows up the next day. They're literally stealing his safe as he's arriving, and the news crews are filming, and he's crying. He end, they, they end up launching a GoFundMe for this guy. The next day, the whole building was completely demolished. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the rioters and looters came back, destroyed everything. So, so let's talk about this. It's not the vast majority of the people from the community doing this. Right. Let me, let, me, let me tell you a quick story. Sure. And the reason I bring this up, I was in Ferguson when the riots were happening. I got there like a, like a day or two after they burned down that gas station. And when the riots like reignited and this looting started, a bunch of young black men linked arms and protected that market. Correct. And this, uh, I was, I was standing, I was, I'm standing right next to these guys. And I'm with this dude who's, uh, who was previously with Al Jazeera. He's now with, uh, I believe he's with Vice. And he asked them, what are you guys doing? Why are you linking arms? And he said, these people looting don't live here. Yep. We do. Yep. These people are taking advantage of us. Yes. And he's like, but guess what? The media is defending those people. Correct. In defense of looting. Th so they're coming from outside. They're attacking these poor people yep. who are desperate. You know what really, really made me angry, dude? To see these young men facing down an angry mob yep. saying, back off, it's our store. And then all these, these lefty publications put out these stories saying, actually, they were looting to fight back against capitalism. Lying. <laughs> yeah. Media, most effective devil in America. Now they got a book, a Bro, book called Defensive Looting. NPR interviews the author. When I say, when I say a few weeks ago, I was, in, I was in Philly. I was at Copa on 40th and, what is that, Chestnut or something like that. West Philly, 40th Street. As I'm sitting outside having drinks, about 40 or 50 all-black Antifa start walking past. I'm strapped, so I'm good. I will light y'all all the way up if anything get goofy out here. Because PA's got good gun laws, right? Yeah, and, and I'm going to be a legend. I, listen, <laughs> no, I'm no, like, no, I'm, listen, I'm like Leonidas. It's not, I cannot, if I die in defense of freedom, you know how, like, that's nothing more honorable to me. Valhalla. You know what I'm saying? I got all, it's, it's, I'm, I'm floating in the pearly gates with, uh, here comes like 
All of the hot girls of every universe are coming my way. But I want to make sure we stress right now, you're saying you would die defending it, not, Absolutely. not killing a bunch of people. No, <laughs> defending it. Right, right, right. And so, um, so I'm good. I'm confident in my skill set. Um, so they're walking, and they got on all black, but I'm like, it's clearly like, it's, y'all are white dudes. Totally. Y'all are totally white dudes. And I said, y'all, it's no black people out. They got the bats. <laughs> they got the bats. It's like a scene from The Purge. Right, And right. I'm having my Copa Cadillac. I'm chilling. And I'm like, yo, y'all all white. We're the black dudes. And it was one dude that happened to be black. He was like, we out here. I'm like, no, you're out here. Yeah. The remaining 49 is like suburban white dudes. And I said, y'all trying to get, y'all got that Soros money, huh? <laughs> and literally the dude says, we trying to. Another dude says, we're trying joking, to. joking though, man. I lied to you not. And I, I, I'm so mad that I didn't think, I didn't want to have a phone in my hand because they had bats. I don't want to have a phone in my hand if I got to, you know, get busy. So one of the dudes goes over to, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I swear, if y'all, anybody listening wants to do some independent journalism, Allegro's is the pizza shop across the street. This one of these dudes with a bat goes over to the ATM thing and starts trying to hit it. <laughs> I get up. I'm like, yo, leave it alone. Y'all not from here. Y'all going to get my community. I'm not even from West Philly. Y'all going to get my community called out for this. Leave it alone. And they leave. And they leave. The people that's doing this, come on, bro. It's pallets of bricks just conveniently left at places. So y'all so are bussing people in. The media debunked all of that. What? The the pallets of bricks just conveniently placed bro, in all these random that's, places. That's the same thing as saying, like, I got video of it. That's the same thing as saying, like, my homie saying, yo, Maj, look, I'm FaceTiming you. See this crate of guns in Chicago? No, that's not a thing. I'm not saying the media's right. Yeah. I'm saying, like, yeah. here's what I love, right? I don't want. I don't want to get sidetracked. So we'll, we'll try and loop yeah, this back. But yeah. when uh, uh, we had Tucker Carlson had this this woman on, she's a whistleblower. Yeah, she said that she worked at the University of Hong Kong. She knows that China like released COVID or whatever. Tucker Carlson had her on, and he gets flagged. It's fake news. They they put warnings and blocks on his on, on a bunch of his content. Yeah, and then all of a sudden the media starts claiming that he had on a conspiracy theory, and I'm like, well, hold hold on, hold on. Personally, I don't believe it. I really I don't believe it mm-hmm. was like an, a bio weapon or anything like that. But who, why do we get to choose which expert is a right. real expert and which expert isn't? Who are the fact checkers? So I'll tell you my personal bias. Mm. I think, you know, again, I don't want to derail into COVID stuff. I'm like, look, man, if you tell me that there was an unsanitary market where they're like got all this really nasty stuff going on and then some like virus emerged from it, I'm going to be like, it's a simple solution, man. It, it makes sense. However, I do see the problem of the media in that. You can have Trump come out and be like, here's a handful of studies that say this thing is a good thing. And then the media just says it's not. Yeah. So the media doesn't get to be the arbiter of truth simply right. for saying it. Right. So that, that was my point in reference to the bricks being lying around yeah. everywhere. All, now, all, all they did for the most part was say, oh, it's actually not true because we were told it's not true. Right. And that, so I get flagged for stuff like I posted what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said in regards to getting a nominee for SCOTUS during the last year of the thing. Right, right. She said it. It's not me. I'm not like fake quoting her. You're not Mitch McConnell. You didn't come out and right. like complain about Merrick Garland. No, I just quoted what she said. Instagram's like, oh, uh, well, this is partially true because the date. But bro, cut it out. <laughs> hey, dude. Cut it out. Dude, dude, you know what they did to me? What? I tweeted. Okay, so when the uh, Virginia Jufre leaks came out about Epstein, yeah. I tweeted something to the effect of Bill Clinton was in these flight logs, and now a witness has ID'd him as having been on the island. This would be big news. Journalism is dead. It's just political adv- advocacy at this, at this point. Somebody took a screenshot. It got like 10,000, 12,000 retweets. Somebody screenshotted it, posted it to Facebook. 
where this fact-checking company, which is only a couple guys apparently, but right. they get this access, called it fake false information. Yep. And so when I went to the, I, I looked at it and it said, here's the fact check. The fact check said everything I claimed was 100% correct. Yep. Yet they still put the fake tag yep. on it. Media, most effective devil in America. These are yep. all these are all reasons why when I go say things like the Breonna Taylor scenario, like COVID, like this, like that. The media for a very long time has been the arm of whatever political side of the government. So you'll get this part extreme, you'll get that part extreme. So when law enforcement says, oh, we knocked on the door, when when, you know, uh, law enforcement says, oh, it wasn't us that dropped a bomb in Philadelphia on a like residential block. I don't believe you. Now, if you prove to me that you're accurate. I'll go eat my hat, but yeah. and, but believe you. This is a cha- this is the big a big ethical challenge too. Because so I would say idealistically, like mm-hmm. when I take those political compass tests, I'm left libertarian, mm-hmm. and I get really offended when people claim Antifa is left libertarian. They're not. No, the hippies are the right. people chilling on the farm, enjoying the sun, and minding their own business. Right. And so realistically, though, when it comes to policy, I become more of a liberal because I think we do need more authority. And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you... It's what do you a, mean by more authority? I'm not saying authoritarianism, and I'm not even saying most authority. Just a little bit, right? So You mean, you mean, a, you mean a little bit more or a little bit like a limited government? I'm saying uh, a little bit more. I think you need a little bit more authority than libertarianism. That's my, that's my opinion. Okay. And so the, the example I think that everyone loves to cite is, I don't know if you've ever heard, it's like the, uh, the shopping cart problem, that the shopping cart is the perfect example of human civilization you use it it's it's you know the shopping cart is a free thing for you to use you, you get your stuff you're allowed to carry your stuff to your car and then all you got to do is put it in the corral you got walk you got to walk 10 feet but guess mm-hmm. what people do they just kick it mm-hmm. they just just dump it on the ground in a random spot and they were like there, there's no obligation to do it the only reason you should is because it would be better for everyone else mm-hmm. but people still choose not to and so i'm not so here there's, there's a serious ethical conundrum that i have to think about is recognizing wh- like where the lines are in terms of when do we say people are too stupid and, or when do we say let, let them do whatever they want. And so t- t- to clarify, when people were living you know, very far apart and there were very few people, you have a bigger bubble of freedom. You have more space, right? So one of the reasons I want to move out to the middle of nowhere where we are now is that I can go in my backyard and I can set up my archery practice and everything. I don't got to worry about neighbors because there's nothing around me. It's great. Right. I watch these videos of people firing guns and like they, they walk out into their open space and they've got the, the range set up with all the dirt and all that stuff. And I'm like, you can't do that in a city. Yeah. The closer you get to other people, the more your bubble starts shrinking mm-hmm. and your, the amount of freedom you get starts shrinking. And it's because we're desperately trying to accommodate each other. And then you start stacking laws on top of laws. I think that's the problem is people live to smash together. So I do agree with that in, in, in regards to you have to be Whoa, more whoa. Sorry, bro. Yeah. We got breaking news. What? 30 seconds ago. Police officer. So this is legit. Where's this from? Luke Rutkowski of We Are Change just, seated bre- just tweeted breaking. Police officer shot near protest in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, the video we have, uh, can we, we have it pulled up. Oh, okay. So uh, it doesn't show anything graphic. It's just a shaky video. People are yelling. I don't know what's going on. Let's... Uh, I want to be very careful here. This is breaking coming from Luke Rudkowski. So you, what you got to understand whenever it comes to uh, when, whenever it comes to breaking news, everybody got to realize information will change. Yep. So we're live right now. We're talking about this. 
And of course, we're tracking this information. I'll tell you, this is why I want to live in the middle of nowhere too, dude. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, I'm out. In 2022, I'm, 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 I'm Thanos on my planet. Thanos? You have your garden? But are you going to kill half the population before you go to your farm? If I don't have to, hopefully not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, okay. So anyway, just we're, we're going to keep tracking the breaking news. Uh, Lydia will keep an eye on it. But you, uh, let's go back to that point. We we're yeah. talking about li- liberty authority, how much space you had. I agree in that you, ha- you have to be – it's like shooting. I have to be more – if I have open space, my – Yosemite Sam, dude. Right. Bang, 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 right. bang, bang. I know that any direction is a, you know, more than likely not a human. Or not something that I'm willing to destroy. I know my target and what's beyond it. You can't do that when there's more people around. So I do agree there. I don't think that your freedom, not the act of owning guns, that doesn't shrink. The where I shoot them because there's more people around as a safe, responsible gun owner, that does shrink. So it's, 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 this is interesting. I remember, remember when they banned cigarettes everywhere? Like when no. they when, yeah, yeah. When they started saying you can't smoke inside bars. Oh, and oh yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like no, not not a no smoking zone, but like no in this whole I, building. Man, I remember this because this was going down in Chicago when I was like, I think I was late teens, early or like early twenties. It was like, it was, I don't know, I remember how remember how how old I was, but it was very, it was like around the time Obama was running and stuff. So I'm like, I'm this urban liberal. I I had my you know teenage angst punk rock phase, and then I started aged out. I became more of a liberal. I was like, oh Obama, but when I heard what they were doing with banning cigarettes. I immediately was like, why are they banning people from smoking? And they were like, oh, because it's bad for you. And I was like, so, so don't go to the bar. And they were like, but what if I want to go to the bar? Then go to a different bar. And they're like, but all the bars allow smoking. I'm like, then open a bar that doesn't. Simple. But instead, they pass a law banning all restaurants. You know what they did? I was in Arizona. This is awesome. I was hanging with a friend of mine. She, she was a bartender. They cut a tiny one square foot hole in the roof to be classified as outdoors. And I'm like, it's the stupidest thing I ever heard. You made them take a, a, a saw and cut through their roof, and now you're still going to allow them to operate like a normal bar. It's the dumbest thing. But you know what's beautiful about that? I think So let's go back to that. You made a law that now, as a person that smokes cigars, I smoke cigars. If I smoke this cigar and don't put it out and then don't leave, you'll call a person with a gun to potentially come kill me for smoking the cigar. Well, it's because inhaling the smoke is. I see. I disagree with you guys. I used to work at a bar, mm-hmm. and it was. I was economically bound to it. So when they couldn't smoke inside, I was able to breathe. My life expectancy went up. I'm sure. Yeah. Life. My dad used to smoke in the house, and it was just horrible. Then yeah. my mom made him smoke outside. It was better. so much better. But my aunt and uncle still smoked in the house. I didn't ever want to go over to their house. It was just disgusting trying to eat in a restaurant when people were smoking like across the room. Go and eat somewhere else. You bro. can't. But every restaurant you could smoke at, it was disgusting. Don't eat so out. This is. The, I think it's that's the on greatest you, though, ban. If, that's on you. Yeah, dude. don't eat out. Basically, it was like if you don't want to participate or, in society, or open a restaurant that says we don't allow smoking. So, for example, right, liberty, the, the mass like freedom 14. over everything. That right. So you, 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 sorry, bro. Unless you like the kid that's like Ryan, like you're 14, you're not getting 20 million dollars. So it's over for you to 18. But. In that scenario, right, the, the free market is the answer. Take the mask thing. I don't want to wear a mask. I think that this is a sham. I think that it's real because I immediately started a group chat with, like, people that worked in the ER, paramedics, virologists, people that are way smarter than me saying, hey, what is, what's going on? What, what, what is happening here? And they're like, no, 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 it's real. 
this is how people are dying, but media is making it way bigger than what it is. So early on, I was like, yep, not doing it. I, with the mask, I agree because I can't smell it. I'm not physically affected. Whether I'm told no, no, I'm no, physically no, affected yeah. by the, the, it, I the, don't know. It's really simple. The but mask the is... Smoke, the mask another is, world. The mask is just so you don't spit on people. Right. It, it's I, I don't so, or you could just not spit on people. Well, no, no. Right. But people don't realize, man. They they, they really don't. Like, you, you, people talk and spit happens. Here's the thing: spit spitting happening. It the death. Now that we have data, right? I get it in the beginning. You're right. nervous about, man. This is unprecedented. Cool. I'm with you. But then I was at my bunker. I was like, well, this is what we trained for. I thought it was. Remember how YouTube was snatching off all of the, like, people in China were, like, just passing out, like, just yeah. falling. And, then, and when it gets snatched off of YouTube, I'm like, bro, like. That was crazy. And it was people gone. Just, because they couldn't breathe and they're just falling over. And so I was like, I went to my bunker and I was like, yeah, man, this might be, like, The Walking Dead. This might be it. <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know about The Walking Dead, but we I, were like, this is it. Serious, man. Yeah. Now, me, I was like, I got too many rounds. I'm ready. <laughs> And how so, many, how many rounds per 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 uh, per gun? They say you should have at least a thousand per gun. I think you were saying that, yeah, right? That's what yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, continue, sure. continue. So, I said, let me wait to the McCluskey's point. I was like, just wait a little bit, just wait and see. And I said, if I see two people in Philly, like drop out, oh, it's go time. Nobody dropped. I'm 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 looking at nobody dying. I'm looking at the the inconsistencies in the story. I had people that worked at ho uh, hospitals. Telling me that the CDC was changing the guidelines. I'm like, oh, no, this is, this is trash. This is not. There were too many holes in the story. So I made a choice to go, yeah, I'm not wearing it. And then I made myself the guinea pig. I went to all of the hot spots. All of them. I've been to Miami, Orlando. The Libertarian Convention was in Orlando. I jet skied. I went to Texas like three times. I've been to every hot spot for New York. Every hot spot in America twice. Since this started, no mask. Got on airplanes, no mask, no mask, no mask. Ben, the airlines didn't make you do it. In the beginning. Now they on some like, hey, man. And I'm like, yo, this is stupid, right? So what I did was I was like, I don't want to argue with y'all every time I get on a plane. And technically, even y'all took a lot of government bailout money. You technically are kind of a private entity, but you're not. But I'm going to go get an RV. And that's what I did. This is a really good uh, uh, discussion for like liberal versus libertarian. Yeah. Not, not that libertarians are all like, like liberal typically refers to like a center left. And the way I view it is if, if uh, maybe if I had more faith in humanity, I would just stick to straight up libertarian ideal ideals. I think the mask is a good example of where we probably disagree. Mm -hmm. My attitude is just wear the mask. Mm -hmm. Like I, I hear a lot of people say like it's, you know, it's but them. why it's not, it's not a big deal. It's just you choose your battles. You know what I mean? You choose when to fight. I, I view it kind of like being stealthy and being, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say subversive, but uh, you, stealthy, I guess is the way to yeah. put it. No one I'm, can see me. I can move a little bit easier. Right, right, right. I don't want I don't, I don't to start fights for no reason. I want to make sure that everything I do is targeted, specific, and I'm on a mission. But it's not for no reason. Do you like so based on after the data I, comes out, right? The data's yeah. come out. Even the CDC's like, okay, bro, you got us. Well, so there, there, <laughs> there's there's uh, there's political, social, and right. physical reasons, right? Right. So I think right now, when you look at the death rate, 
there's two perspectives. One, it's like we've, we crushed the curve, man. 15 days, I saw the spread turned into 170. It's ridiculous. Right. This is this, now we're just destroying the economy. So why are we complying with it in a, symbolist, a symbolistic way? No, so, that's the lockdowns, though. But that's the, the lockdowns are based on it's the, true, it's true. And the masks. That, those are part and parcel. So, so if there's a compliance is in wearing a mask. Compliance is, you know, non-compliance is Dr. King going like, because I'm pretty sure there were some people going, first of all, the mask thing isn't, this is a rerun. There, the anti-mask people happened back in the day with polio, especially like in Philly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, Spanish flu. Spanish flu, excuse yeah, yeah, yeah. me, I said polio. So the not wearing the mask isn't that it's not for nothing. It's I'm not complying with something that's not based in science. It's not what you lied to me about. I disagree. You li- they lied. They lied. The, the models were based on things. But Well, hold on, hold on. So I think the challenge is, were they wrong? Yes. So, so that's, that's, that's different from a lie. The, no, 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 no. They, they, initially, the first person, you guys know that this, the guy that over in, what was it, Oxford, that was like, hey, this is how many people could die if we do nothing. Oh, that, 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 that. Right, right, that right. Enti- that was the entire model. Models are what you use as predictions when you don't have data. L- l- let me so, just... So they, that guy was wrong. They based their number off of that. Fauci knew Mr. Devious. He straight up said, we told people not to wear masks because we were worried medical professionals wouldn't be able, be able to get Which is a them. lie. Well, right. Exactly, exactly. And he keeps lying. Right. So, so what we have is the overarching theme in tonight's episode is government officials consistently <laughs> lying. Well, with the mask, I, I agree with kind of both of you guys. I think it's you don't know whether they're right or they're wrong. So why are you being forced to do it? But when you're talking about smoke, I want to go back to smoking. <laughs> because if we want to talk about government making laws for people yeah. and overreaching, I think this is a system where if one person wants to screw it up for everyone else, we have to make laws so that they can't. Because people oh, are, are selfish and drugs are addictive. Some drugs, especially nicotine. No. So, oh, this is the, yeah. This is, the, this, is the, this is what got rid of peanuts on airplanes. You well, know, that, I used to, that's I used taking to, it a little far. But that's what they did. Because right? too many peanut shells? No, no, because people were allergic to peanuts. Ricky, Ricky, I think it's Ricky Gervais. I'm talking about got a cigarette. I'm yeah. talking about smoke Ricky, in the air. Seen his bit yeah, on that's this. also different He's than like, smoke. He's like, now, I can't eat peanuts. No, because the peanut dust can get in the air and it can kill somebody. Oh, I see. So, look, man, I, I, I understand... Maybe the peanut thing, because you got a lot of people allergic to peanuts. And if you're in a closed cabin with recirculated air, you can die. We're basically saying this group of people can't fly. Did you did you hear uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the comedian's name with the red hair? Louis. Did you hear? Whoa, Louis? dude. I'm what sorry, happened? man. I'm what sorry, happened? man. We're going to take this breaking story. Let's just go for it, dude. Breaking news, everybody. Shots. Uh, this is from the police tribune. Is this is this verif- is this a verified source? Yeah. BlueLivesMatter.blue. This is a verified NewsGuard source. Okay, it's not giving me the actual breakdown. Two, two officers down. Two, two cops down. In Louisville? Shots fired at Louisville riots. Officer down. They're saying, update, two officers are now reported to be down. The shooting happened at around 8.30 p.m. near Brook and Broadway, according to WDRB. Officers in the area were working on crowd control at a riot when the gunshots rang out and two officers were hit. The condition of the wounded officers has not been released. No information about the shooter has been released. So we've got a tweet here from Fallon Glick, verified Twitter user, and Twitter's given us the business. I want to make sure, I want to see what her credentials are. She says she confirms a, a, an officer was just shot. She's with WDRB News. And uh, it, so I don't know where the update is on the, on, the, on the second officer, but it looks like 
Let me, let me read you what they say. They say authorities began planning for violent riots in the city. This we know. The LMPD declared a state of emergency. We get it. So I think this is the, these are the updates we're looking at right now. So let's, let, let's do this, man. I, I hate to shift from the conversation because it was getting funny. We'll yeah. go back to Louis C.K. But, <laughs> but this, is, this, this is some serious stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, look, we got, we, got, we got you here, Maj. You're the, you're the guy from Black Guns Matter. What, what, tell us. Like, what, is your, what are your thoughts on that? Because everybody knows what I think when we talk about this stuff. The universe is self-correcting on the state. You, and first of all, but these, con- these, condolences to those officers. Yeah, man. I don't know brutal. if they had anything to do with any of that. You, plot, random plot twist might be that there were actually the guys that's like, look, I'm trying to help. You know what I mean? And that could be the case. I don't know them. But until I know them to be good or bad, my, my initial reaction is, yo, hope those guys pull through. Yeah, man. Um, Do you watch all Game of Thrones before, I, before so, it got garbage? No, no, no. So listen, literally, literally. I started watching Game of Thrones about four or five months ago. Oh, right on. I had never saw it. And I was like, this is wizards, dragons. I don't know. <laughs> There's no wizards, I don't think. Right. But <laughs> that's how I was. They're kind of it's in. the red right. wizard, yeah. And so yeah, right. um, that's an amazing, I wouldn't have, sidebar, I wouldn't well, have killed Khaleesi if I was John. All right. So, so anyway, here's why I bring this up. Yeah. Because there, there, there was a, one of the story arcs in one of the, I can't remember which season it was, is Khaleesi takes over a slaver town. Yes. And then executes all of the privileged class, like the elite class. Yeah. And then this young man comes and says, my father was the one fighting to free them, the one who was providing them with comfort. You killed him, and he was a good guy. And that, to me, is like, look, man. That's the crux. You know what I I can't stand for? Mm. The system being broken, being being broken, and then, like, look, there are certain things. it's, it's, It's such a hard ethical conundrum, man. There are certain things where we just see it, and it must be stopped, right? Mm -hmm. Genocides. Right. We're talking right now about a system with a, with a high margin of error in certain areas that mm-hmm. needs to be corrected. Correct. To go up to some, like, these, these cops, I'll tell you what, man. These cops probably sitting at home. They're probably playing PS4. They're probably playing some, you know, they're probably playing Skyrim or some simple game. Right. Dude's probably 28, 30. He's got a kid. He's got a wife. And they say, hey, man, there's going to be, you know, protests tonight. And he's like, oh, I, I guess I got They're needing me to come in. Right. The wife, his wife's like, be careful. You know, this is getting crazy. We've been watching the news. He doesn't know anything about these people. He doesn't know anything about Trump. He doesn't know anything about Biden. I mean, at this point, people are probably very political. But you're probably getting these guys who are just like, I don't know, man. Just I got to like, go to work. I'm going to work. They, they told me there's, we, we got to keep people safe. Right. You know, I want to make sure that these protests are safe and none of this happens. And then, boom, shot to the head. So, there's regular, like, look, again, man, I get again, the system's busted, but come on, man. These people got families. They're people. I agree with that. And, and as a human, I'm like, empathy, I, you know, our, our three-step method is, Empathy, facts, solution. I got to deal with empathy first before I can start talking about the data, right? Then we can come up with the solution together. So empathy first. The fact of the matter is, just like Breonna Taylor was killed, right? And it's the state's fault and it's systemic. Those officers, that blood is on that same. If that per, Who's the person that wrote the warrant? The guy that they were looking for was already in custody, so when are we talking about that person being held accountable? It's just the problem is all of the death from that. And you got a Soros crew that's going to jump in and hyper extend it and turn it up and media and ratings and all of this other stuff. I want to I want to I want to switch it up on you, though. I want to say Mackenzie Bezos. OK, she's she's directly funded, I think, two billion dollars straight into intersectional far left organizations and stuff as well i'm just i'm just i'm mentioning that yeah. because whenever the soros name pops up i'm like oh let's name all the billionaires right, right, let's name right. all the millionaires yeah. and the billionaires funding this stuff it's, funding it, this stuff it it turns into um 
Now, this is the part where, again, my hood friends would go like, come on, bro. It's like there's people that have generated resources from America that still feel like they have to def- knock down America where they actually live. Well, because yeah. I'm a billionaire and I may actually be a citizen of like Monaco. You know what I think, you know what I think it is? I think a lot of these rich people are funding the far left in hopes that if there ever is a revolution, they're the good ones, right? I could see that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work because of the fact that there were people. Remember in the movie uh, The Dark Knight with Bane? Yeah. And everybody thought they was cool and safe and it's like, no, once we got rid of that, we still coming to holler at you. That's the way it works. You know what I'm saying? And so it's that same Warren, concept. I think, I think Warren Buffett said this. I could be wrong, so you know, please don't sue me, Warren Buffett. But just, just fact check this. Something about that, you know, he, he did this thing where he like called on billionaires to donate a big portion of their wealth. Mm-hmm. And he, was ba- he, he alluded to the fact that with like all the Occupy stuff and the challenge of the 1%, yeah. the rich were too rich. And if they sat back and kept doing the same thing they always did, eventually pitchforks are going to show up. Napoleon said, religion is here. So the poor don't murder the rich. Did he really say that? Mm-hmm. Napoleon Bonaparte. So are these the pitchforks? So yeah, and so some of that is some of that is listen, and this is where I might get a little ooh, ooh right? America has not atoned, our nation, where we all live, has not atoned for some of the horrible, disgusting stains that we have on our flag. Karma, in my view, in my life and lived experience, is real. We haven't acknowledged, you haven't even had the conversation about reparations with black people. You haven't had it. And then you'll say, well, who's going to pay for it? I'm not going to pay for it. We can't do that. Then you print up $3 trillion and the government gets really (laughs) quiet and everybody seems to know how to get along then. Except for my good friend, Thomas Massey, the one lone constitutional libertarian dude that had to run Republican says, no, I'm not going to quietly not vote on this largest wealth transfer in American history, socialism. So you have an atone for the vilest type of, because all slavery has existed in, in time, immemorial. But the mafia, the millions of melanated beings that were murdered, that created the economic infrastructure of America, the place that we live, Right. That I love because I'm not one of those like slavery happened, burned down America. Bro, I like Wi-Fi. I like <laughs> I like Dunkin Donuts. I, I love where I live. You know, what I'm saying cheeseburgers with, on demand. You bro. see what I'm saying? Yeah. With this being the case, karmically, if you have not atoned for that and your systemic issues that need correction are now being exploited by very resourceful people that don't have an actual stake in the country anymore. And now, you instead of dealing with that, you want to pretend like, oh, everything's cool, it's great here. You're not addressing those issues. And those, you got like, I, we ain't got to go all the way back. We can talk about redlining. We can talk about this. We can talk about that. Right. I was, when you brought up reparations, I was ready to jump in because I, I don't agree. Mm-hmm. But then you mentioned the printing three trillion, six trillion. And I'm like, I got no justification, dude. <laughs> There's no print money listen, and just throw it they, around. And, like. and, and, and if, it, if it's no issue. Right. If, if, Nobody, Austri- if Austrian economics and, and, and Mises and these guys, these really smart guys are wrong, 
then okay, then why don't we just, we can solve all of this. Let's just print up $300 million, since there's no issue with inflation and hyperinflation. It doesn't affect our economy. And we can say, okay, we're going to give every American as reparations. We're going to give one. We're going to give every American one million dollars. And if that would be like three trillion something. Yeah, three, three, or like three hundred. No, if, so how many people is in America? Three hundred million. Yeah, so that's like three hundred trillion. I think. We only need one million per person. So one million. Three hundred million dollars. No, no, no. It's one million times three hundred million. Oh yeah. So it's like yeah, three hundred right. trillion. Whatever that is, that number. But right? that's that's just. But it doesn't matter because we just printed up three. It would. Let, what would happen is it's like three quadrillion. So, it, so look, so, well, what, so, so whatever that math turns out to, if you're saying that there's no issue with printing up endless $3 trillion, I know, man. let's just give, let's give African-Americans, even if they gave them like 1.25 or whatever the number well, well, is. Well, so, but, but here, so if we're talking only about black Americans, which mm-hmm. is, I believe about 13% of the population, mm-hmm. it's a lot less than 300 trillion. Bam. It's still a lot though. It's, so, it's still but, but to solve it, 300 to solve, trillion bucks. I'm, everyone I'm, gets a, I'm, a million I'm cool, bucks. I'm cool with saying everybody gets the million, right? Cause it's going to go back into the economy. But everyone gets the million rapid and, and African Americans can get 1.5 fair or everybody oh, gets <laughs> half a million. And then, cause if there's no issue with the printing of the money, I see what you're saying. Now well, it'll make hamburgers go to like seventy five dollars each. No way, and way the, more and, than that. And the yeah. same thing yeah. will happen when you throw three trillion dollars yeah. into the economy. Exactly. I've dude. seen it go up thirty, twenty percent. Stuff's up like Say, inflating right Saying now. this to say, America and my Jewish brothers and sisters have gotten reparations. The Japanese Americans and their lineage that were held in internment camps after the war were given their reparations. What do you think about basic income? I think that everyone should be able to determine what they want to charge for their labor. But just like the fact, if everyone could get like $1,000 a month from the government. I don't, the, the government, like, that, the, it's not the government's money. It's already your money. It's our money, but if it was dispersed so, evenly. That's socialism. Right, but so would be $300 trillion bailout. Right, it's the same thing. That's why socialism. Thomas Massey was like, so nah, the, bro. So, so you, you, just to make sure I have it clear, you're basically dragging the government for just printing money like crazy i'm dragging the government for being a tra- i'm dragging the american people that go into politics that don't understand that they're a public servant and this here, here. cornucopia of money that you think is what it is since you're throwing the money at that problem but you haven't thrown money at the community that has been affected and impacted most negatively by and anyone that disagrees with this you either don't read enough or you're just in denial well, the thing about slavery we kind of talked about this a little bit ago is that what 150 years ago people were just dumped on the street with no education or money at all mm-hmm. and a lot of people are coming from like their great-great-grandfather had nothing did barely, maybe didn't even speak the language very yeah. well that's not the case for a lot of white well like whatever you co- want to call no, it but, that we're but, not white, but, but, but here's whatever. the thing but here's the thing you got indigenous people to this nation that were mixed in somewhere at one point they were called negro or indian then you got the people that you brought from somewhere else you got you got companies before he, was, before he died, Johnny Cochran was putting together a, a, a thing, a fund on reparations before he you know, died. You have companies that benefited tremendously financially from that. You, to bring it back home, you haven't atoned for these things. Let's, let's, we, we haven't. And if we haven't, and if the system is still in alignment with those things, I can understand why somebody would be so damn frustrated. And then media highlights it, and it makes it. And and is it as insane as media is making it? Absolutely no, not. I, However, this is what you get, and you me, have people that have that lived experience with law enforcement, which is the physical representation of a system. That's what law enforcement officers are. They are foot soldiers for policy. 
they are there to enforce laws. And if the laws are unjust, what what, so what, me, what does this community have to lose in that regard? Let, let, let me ask you. Uh, you're familiar with the phrase, if you teach a man, uh, if you give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man a fish, Ever. feed him for the rest of his life. Yeah. You, you agree with that? Yes. How would you feel about creating a system where you just give people the fish? That's it. You, you, t- you take the fish from one guy and give it to the other people so they have fish. That's socialism. I'm it, not in alignment so with it. So here's, here's, here's what I'm getting at. I've had a lot of conversations about reparations, mm-hmm. and I think you can't just give money to people. So because, why did the government print $3 trillion? Oh, dude, dollars? I'm with you, man. Yeah. They're just dumping. Like, that's no, what they're the doing. Federal Reserve they're picking, they, this trillion. is an example of I their agree, I agree, I agree. Well, we can't give it to you guys who clearly have been impacted by these policies that we as the government set up. But we can section off 24. I got the 900-page thing. You can section off $24 million for us and Senate out of right. the air-thin printed money fiat we want, currency. We got to get, get our salary increases. Boom. But here, here's what I'm saying. In, in terms of reparation, the way I describe it is, so I'm, I consider myself liberal, meaning I actually think social programs can be a good thing. I think uh, the government, you know, we all, we all pitch in uh, uh, taxes to a subscription program, and then there can be social programs to benefit people in certain circumstances. But I think we're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. The way I see it is we shouldn't be giving people fish. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're giving people, no, we should be teaching people to fish. Correct. So what we say is you're down and out. You got no fishing pole. You don't know how to fish. All right, we're going to pitch and get you a pole, teach you to fish. Now, now go do your thing. These were things that were taught up until the 60s and 50s. Like, the black community wasn't as, like, like there was a systematic attack on the black community. The black BLM folks just took it off of their website, like, yesterday. Another re-attack on the nuclear family. It was Nixon. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it why, was. Why did they? That's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. But if you're biased at that point, Nixon was tricky dick. You know what I mean? And there was he had interest in other areas of corporate scenarios like this Obamacare that was initially created under Nixon. It, we couldn't really get it off the same way then. You know what I'm saying? So with that being the case, we had these things. We had trades. America in general, um, when people go, well, when was America great? When, one, we had very little international interference, right? When America, when Pittsburgh was making 30% of the world's steel, when, you know, factories, 30% of the world's steel, Pittsburgh, steelers. When... Wow. I didn't know that. When... Black businesses, and I'm not saying this to, you know, ignore white families. I'm just talking about the black community because that's where I happen to live, right? When black communities, guys could work a job, plumber. Trades were taught in school. I live up the street from Mural Dobbins in Philly, right off of 22nd and Lehigh. That school was a trade school. Carpentry, electrician, home economics, hair, all of these different things, right? Someone could have a legitimate $67,000 a year job, even back then, $50,000 a year, and not even have to leave the neighborhood. Detroit, manufacturing, when corporate interests decide to put their profits as over making America solid and making us an economic world power, the first you know, center of the scope is the black community. The people that are doing that manual labor, you know, that, are, that can make a good wage, I can walk home for lunch. I can walk to work. I can walk back home. I can be with my family. There was a systematic attempt to destroy that. It's happening now again. It's just now my white brothers it's, and sisters, y'all caught up. It's called robotics. It, like, is, that, are you, like, is that what Black Lives Matter is doing, destroying the family? Absolutely, that's part of their goal. because they're well, I, know, not, I know it's in their goal for yeah, sure. They, they got rid of it. They're, they're, not, they're not black people. 
the 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 leadership, not the face. Like Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben, they're like, come on, they have no. Aunt Jemima not, wasn't even black. They're, I'm, I'm, they're, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, Mrs. Butterworth is what I was going to say that not, was wrong. They're Mrs. not Butterworth showing up at the damn executive board meetings. You know what I'm saying? The founder of BET is not the owner of BET anymore. Yeah. So my point in saying that is these, this is a holistic approach. And now what we're seeing in some of these, you're seeing the frustration of people that, A, have been made to feel like they're outside of the American dream. There have been policies and systemic issues that have deliberately made that the case. Now, do you have to submit to it? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't care what they meant the Second Amendment for. This is mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, oh, you didn't mean that for me? That's great. Good for you. Not you, for you, me. You put a riot in my neighborhood and you watch me flip real fast on 2A because I used to be very much more like liberal. Right. And, and you're then, like. Then the, I'm going to see the helicopters and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my gun. Right. Now I'm like, get away from my guns. Exactly. And so these are the things because you, your, your, your course of re-education or your re-engineering of self is different and it's tied into the human right. At, to defend as opposed to what well, the government said I got it now when you're tying it back to all of these it's not all of these it's a few people defending the riots that are not from the communities it's yep. it's, it's it's a it's a um, a well-oiled machine pretending and piggybacking on the back of legitimate legitimate social issues I'm not talking about like oh like you know I'm getting treated horribly because they didn't like like me. I'm talking about like school choice is real. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're talking about um, discrimination based on skin tone and bias, those are real things that we can show evidence and fact and prove. So when you're not from that demographic and you don't feel that and you don't do anything, our nation for the most part has not atoned in these communities. And atonement doesn't just mean an apology. And atonement means changed behavior. And the behavior hasn't changed. I feel like one of the problems we have, what what I was alluding to earlier is just throwing throwing fish at people. Yeah. Like, okay, there you go. We gave you fish. But, you know, Ian mentioned it earlier because I've actually done uh, a lot of research into this. I've done a documentary and stuff like this. UN slavery. Yeah. You don't, uh, what, what, what you have now is, you know, two separate train tracks, the way I kind of describe it. One which has a history and one which just started yeah. and doesn't have the same resources, the same access. So like Ian brought up a grandfather, you know, a guy is, is, is a slave. He gets freed. He has kids. They have nothing to transfer down to each other. Right. And they also have, don't have the education. Right. And so that's why I, I, I lean liberal on a lot of issues like can, can we teach people to fish and then make sure we, we fix the system? Now, yes and agreed. But here's the other part to that example you just gave. Then a group of people decide to say, you know what, guys? We were doing the same thing. We can just do what we all were doing on that plantation for our own neighborhood. And then over time, that neighborhood starts to become independent. And it starts to actually, that other side of the tracks, literally, is Tulsa. Literally. Black Wall Street. Literally, that other side of the track starts to look better than this side. Then it gets burned down. Then they redo it. Then they rebuild it, and it's there for 40 more years. Then they re- they zone it and they do things to systematically destroy it. I got I got to say, man, you know I I, I was uh, I had a brief stint as a Democrat when I voted for Obama and then felt disillusioned because it was like it was war all over again. I don't I don't much care for the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. I'm I think Donald Trump has done enough like some good things, anti-war peace deals, pulling our troops back that I'm 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 happy with. But I really do feel like it's been the Democratic Party the entire time. Oh, absolutely. 
It's been, first of all, they're the party of slavery. Oh, listen, listen. It, but but well, just real quick, what I was going to get to is a lot of people say that like, the party switched. And I'm like, no, they went subversive. Right. Because when you say Black Lives Matter wants to destroy the family, I'm like, they're keeping up the legacy of destroying minority communities. Right. They are very crafty. It's what I call a beautiful ugly. The precision and the strategy and the tactics. Oh, man. As a, as a person that plays chess. I'm like, wow, you guys really got that off. You convinced <laughs> all of the black people to donate to Black Lives Matter and seven hundred million dollars of that went to the Biden campaign. Well, that's not that it not necessarily. It's a, it's more complicated than that. It is. But I'm paraphrasing and simplifying it. Maybe let me, oversimplifying. Let, let, let me let me give the best context I, context I can. Yeah. So black so they say Black Lives Matter is not political. Yet for some reason, Act Blue, which is the Democrats' right. fundraising arm, is managing their funds. All of the resources. Now, now, Act Blue says that money that isn't claimed goes to Act Blue. So I'll put it this way. If you donate to Black Lives Matter, a portion of your donation goes to Act Blue. Mm-hmm. And if, if Black Lives Matter doesn't claim the donation, donation properly under some circumstances, Act Blue keeps it, which funds the Democrats' fundraising infrastructure. Bam. So it's not going to Joe Biden. But it is providing the Democratic Party a fundraising arm. And, you see and, what I mean? And the fundraising. You're, somebody, you're paying their infrastructure. Right. And the fundraising, all of the Democrats, after they, so after you lose or you're out of the running, you can then donate that money to whichever candidate yep. you choose to. And we so, all know where it's, it's, a, it's a money laundering scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. So I think it's worse than that. It absolutely is because Ponzi schemes, if you do them right, it's only a scheme like a. Dude. Yeah, my I, I, I'm from the south side of Chicago and I know a lot of people who didn't make it out. Yeah. And I think I, I had good parents. I was lucky. Yeah. And so when I see, you know, when I see what was one factor in my success in getting away and, and moving out and I'm not saying everybody there is doing bad. I mean, some middle right. class living. Right. But a lot of people some like I know a couple people who OD'd yeah. and one person who I you know when I was younger is dead from an overdose. People join gangs and I can see that. They, they had bad families. Yeah. Now, it's not always true. I mean, some of these people had a regular family and still got caught up. Just choices. But when I see Black Lives Matter say they want to disrupt the nuclear family, I'm saying you're convincing white suburban people to donate to an organization that's act- actively hurting black communities by doing that. And then say there's no systemic racism. They're making it. It is literally you, manufactured. That's you see an that, example of it. You see that actress recently? She came out in support for Donald Trump. She said... If you were voting for Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Kamala Harris, these are the people who have been in government for decades who literally created the systemic racism. Correct. And now you're voting for them. You're part of the problem. Beautiful, ugly. The yeah. fact that they could trick is a movie. Um, I think it was. I forget which movie it was. But the quote was the biggest trick that the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Yeah. And it's the same concept. It's no, no, no. We like. Kamala's wearing Timberlands getting off the plane, so she's clearly cool. <laughs> she's clearly down for the cause. This is the same woman that didn't want to let nonviolent cannabis guys that were locked up for weed not let them out of jail because California needed the like free slave labor. They, she essence. wanted to pay them a dollar an hour to put out wildfires. Bam. Not even a job. It was life risking stuff. Right. This is the same person that when she was in the breakfast club laughs about it. Yep. Yes, I smoked every now and then. So the beauty of it is, man, y'all really pulled that chess move off. The ugly is the intent and the deed and the actions and the outcome. As, a, as an objective person, I'm able to go, oh, man, you was really going to rob me that night. You, I saw it. I, you were good <laughs> up until 
you t- telegraphed, and I could see you in the bar in the big mirror. I could see you talking with the dude over there. This happened to me in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, oh, y'all were good. Y'all almost had me. The <laughs> objective in me is like, oh, man, y'all really got that off. The ugly in me is like, man, that's really messed up. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm emotionally unmoved by it, one, because I'm aware of it, and two, we at war. And if you're emotional in the middle of a war, that's how you get your head blown. I love military tactics, but I yeah. hate war. Right. So, so uh, what do you think about Donald Trump? Um, I like him on. So I don't. I don't really think about Donald Trump. So, so, do you, uh, how, what, what about the Republicans? Some of them are cool. Most of them are rhinos. Yeah. Yeah. Some of <laughs> like I don't. I don't think that they know what they're statists. I don't think that yeah. a lot of them know what. I don't think that they know that they're we- this is a republic. I don't think that they know that the smallest republic is the individual. I don't think that they like their constituents. I think my man Larry Sharp came to the Solutionary Summit. He said most politicians actually hate you because they see you as like in the way of their aims. That's why they jump right. from the public to private sector. Make the rule this so I can jump back in the private sector and benefit from the it's rule. Not, it's not about people anymore, man. It's about, it's like a, a point system. Right. These, these politicians, and not all of them, there's a, there's a handful that are good. A handful of them are, are Republicans, but it's, a, it's like eight. Right. I, I basically use that number because there were eight people who sided with Trump on withdrawing the troops. Yeah. Eight, eight Republicans and three Democrats. And I'm right. like, all right, y'all are cool. Not completely because there's probably things I disagree with. But you have very, very few uh, of these people. And, and the rest of them, they just want the keys to the castle. Right. So what, 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 the way they look at the constituents is they have a chart saying, here's how you're swinging. So they don't, they don't care about you necessarily. Most of these people, they care about, what am I up? Right. And they say, ooh, you're down four. Ooh, I'm down four. How can we get me up three? Where's some Timberlands? And exactly. That's, that's purely because exactly. they want to get yeah. reelected. Right. This, but is it's, term, it's, this is another reason for term limits. So, so yeah. I, I asked Thomas Massey about this term limit thing in, in Congress, right? He said that would be a cotton candy solution. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? He's like, cotton candy's like, it's, you taste it, and it does. It is, it's kind of food-like, but it doesn't really sustain you. He was like, you know, he pulled out his, um, his uh, Congress, like, whatever card they give him in the number, right? He's like, this number means that there's this many people. I'm this many people senior. So this amount of people have actually been in Congress less than me. Wow. And so it's not about term limits. It's what you do with the time that you get there. Right. Right. Um, But that means the reason why the term limits, they're able to pull off a lot of this beautiful, ugly and be there for 50 years, Joe Biden, and not do anything is because the people are not educated about what makes a good public servant. Hence, systematically taking civics and social studies out of schools. Right. You don't even know what that process is. You know what I mean? And so the term limit thing would be because then, OK, let's flip side to that coin. What if there's a guy or a woman in there doing great? And it's like, oh, you're doing great. Time's up. And it's like then you get like a complete trash politician right after them. So that pendulum swings both ways. Back to your question about President Trump. I love him on first shouts to him for freeing a good friend of mine, Angela Stanton King. He gave her a presidential pardon. Um, she's running for Congress in District 5 in Atlanta, John Lewis's old seat. Oh, wow. She came to the Solutionary Summit. Everybody should check into her. She's Atlanta as they come. And I, I would trust somebody like her in that seat that wants to protect children, 
that wants to push actual conservative values and serve the people of Atlanta, right? He gave her a presidential pardon. Last I know, like, racists don't do that, right? So this whole, like, is he racist? I don't, look, I don't care if he is. I don't know him personally. Don Jr. follows me. We chop it up here and there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don's a shooter. I like that. I think Don should run for, like, mayor of New York or something. That's what I think. Um, but I don't evaluate politicians based on, like, if I like them. Yeah. I, like, I don't need to like you. You're a plumber oh, to me. Oh, dude. I hire you. I got a clog. Like, get the clog out. Now you'll do a job. And I'm like, bro, not only did you get the clog out, he showed me, like, in two months you're going to have a clog in this one. You don't have to hire me now, but let me tell you why. And two months later, if I get the clog, I'm like, this guy was on it, right? And I'm hiring him. I don't care if he's got his butt crack showing. I don't care. Did he get the clog out? So, so here's what, here's it's actually an analogy I use for like a plumber. Mm. You got you hire you hire two plumbers or two plumbers come to your house give you a quote. Mm. One guy, he looks terrible, his butt crack sticking out, he mm. won't stop cussing. Yeah, but you know he's got a good record. Like, he, well, actually, you, you might have never hired him before. The other guys look you know sharp, but they're you know they can't stop complaining about the guy with the butt crack. Yeah. So you got one guy with a butt crack, and he's telling you he's going to get it done. You hire him, he starts getting it done, and these guys won't shut up. Mm-hmm. But they're demanding you give them the contract while this dude's literally trying Doing to fix your work. toilet. And then they start hitting the guy fixing the toilet. And you're like, let him fix my toilet, dude. Right. He's getting it. And they won't stop. You right. think I'm going to ever give you a contract again? It's not happening. But the Never. difference of the plumber is that after the guy fixes the clog, then his job is to go out on the street and represent you to the neighborhood. And if he's an, a jerk, that's a problem. Well, it could be. But depending on what your, what your meter of success is. My, so, so, for example, President Obama is one of my favorite politicians of all time. I think he's a great symbol for melanated young people, especially. I think that, you know, the audacity of hope and letters from my, to my father is like some of the best reading I've ever done. I like that he was like the first president of like Harvard Law or whatever school that was. I think that that's dope. I think he was smooth. I think that presidential beige suit was like the coldest suit ever. <laughs> right. I think that he, 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 he got through things that I would have been smacked somebody in the mouth behind. And for those reasons, he's one of, one of my favorite politicians for those reasons, for that list. Then I pan over to policy. And then I go, no, you, you, you campaigned on closing Gitmo. You didn't. You campaigned on uh, getting us out of Iraq and Afghanistan. You didn't. You campaigned on the Patriot Act being the most horrible thing ever. You re-upped on it. So when I look at policy, I can evaluate you. There's really hot girls that I'm like, oh, man, she's so hot. I would never touch her with a 10-foot pole, but she's so hot. And I would never touch her because her spirit is corrupt. I can feel it. Is that what you think about Obama? I think that Obama, as a, as a human, I don't know him. I can only base it on his symbolism and his substance bro you know what i mean and I, the, the substance of it i gotta disagree with the what president trump i think he has gotten things done great in regards to business and the economy i think that he's been attacked tremendously more so than any president that i've seen maybe second maybe or first the, the they're running neck and neck him and obama depending on which side is attacking right i agree with him on a lot of things I disagree. I think his stance on guns has been weak. I think that 
he's had more federal restrictions on the Second Amendment than Obama in one term than Obama did in two. And that's just me evaluating my plumbers. That's it. Right. Obama's like a guy who would go out on the street. Everyone loves him. So they're like, oh, I love you. have a great guy out and on the street, it, but he can't fix the leak. No, 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 right. no. And no, Trump no, no. fixes uh-uh. the leak, goes out and yells at people. And they're like, I can't stand him. I'm or a, you because he's, he's your plumber. I'm going to tell right. you what Obama was. Obama was the guy who walked up to your front door with a smile on his face. And he was like, hey, and he winks. And you're like, oh, this guy's so amazing. He's like, I'm going to go make you all look good. Walked to the rich people's houses and winked at them and then walked over to the poor house and started smacking people and kicking them around. And that was his foreign policy. And then he comes and he says at your house, he's like, I'll tell you what, I look great. And I can snatch up your kids in the middle of the night, rendition them in an off, on an offshore oil rig. You'll never hear from him again. That's the National Defense Authorization mm-hmm. Act indefinite detention provision. So I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying, dude. No, he, he, no. Was, he was smooth. He was he was charismatic. He and, and he inspired people. And then when it came to policy, he was the same exact thing I saw in George W. And Bush. This is what this is our fault, though. It's our fault. Yeah, I agree with that. We we are not making politicians afraid again. <laughs> this it's is our, job. our Trump fault. Is. We are but the is government. He? But is he? I think so. They've been screaming nonstop. I think they've been five years. I, I, I think they've been screaming nonstop on the left. I think that for sure. I yeah. think that, but they scream. That's what they do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that. I think that we Ben should have had people out. It's 19, 20 years later. Afghanistan, it's over. Like, it's done. It's done. Get them home. Don't say get them home. You are the commander in chief. You are the commander in chief. I think that does he leave something to be desired in regards to his approach? Absolutely. But then when I look at how the economy was humming. Oh, yeah. I've made more legal money. Maybe or maybe not, <laughs> allegedly, right? With this being the case, those parts, if you're being objective, that's, that's how I view it. But I also am a one-issue voter, and I cannot ignore the fact that he has been weak on the Second Amendment. I was in the front row at the NRA annual meetings when he first was elected, and he was the first stand- sitting president to address the NRA convention. I was literally in the front row when he said, the eight-year assault on your Second Amendment rights is coming to a crashing halt. That's not the case. That doesn't mesh with, and again, I'm not attacking him. I'm not, I'm, this is the plumber. You can't say that and then say, take the guns first, due process later. That is not something that I want to hear from my commander-in-chief. That is not what our nation needs to hear. I think that what happens is because we have become so complacent with this two-party system that everybody gets barbecued up on July the 4th, but George Washington and the boys literally were like, do not do a party system. Yeah. So I think now this time, this is the time that we should be looking into strengthening a third party. Yeah. Have you, I just have you ever Bernie about that last night. Have you ever read the original Second Amendment? No, I didn't. I didn't know about this until I actually looked at the Bill of Rights. And we were, I forgot what this what segment we were talking about. And there was originally 17 articles proposed. Mm. It was because there were a lot of people who were scared of a strong federal government, like basically the oppressive federalists. So they said, okay, we'll take these 17 things. A bunch of them didn't make it. But the original Second Amendment was very clear that it, 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 I'm probably going to get this wrong. So, you know, the gun, gunners out there, Super Chat, correct me if I'm getting it wrong. But it basically said something like, if you, it says, uh, you know, a well-regulated militia being, you know, necessary for a free state, the right to keep and bear arms should not be restricted. And 
It said, basically, if somebody doesn't want to join, you know, military service in any way, doesn't mean they can't own a gun. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why did you get rid of that part? I, I think it was because it like the language banned conscription. Yeah. And so they ended up getting rid of it. They kept that. That you can see the spirit of what they meant. Yeah. They meant everybody should have firearms. Everybody should be should be armed. And they get rid of this one provision. And now now the left says, oh, but a well-regulated militia means the military. Right, right, right. But they clearly said, even if you don't want to, you can keep your weapon. Here's the bigger part to that to me. The Bill of Rights was the double down to say, hey, guys, remember, these are things not granted by government, nor can government take them away. Like just in case in 100 years, everybody gets stupid. These list of things, your right to express yourself and then the right to defend what you just said is not granted by government. It's not taken away. They just did a good job of studying governments prior to and codifying human nature and natural law. Thomas Paine, John Locke, those dudes were somewhere else. You know, I liken them. They're not singers to my knowledge, but when you hear Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen, Freddie Mercury was somewhere else to write those changeovers and that like he was somewhere else. You're saying like it was profound, like so good. They must have been somewhere else. They yeah. was they, they had hemp farms. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And so they they were somewhere else in their understanding of liberty because they had seen one, they just came from a tyrannical government. And by studying, these guys were not only were they like and they had their contradictions, because you notice I keep saying guys, there were no women. So that's strike one, right? These guys were like craftsmen and builders and architects and like like guys that like made stuff. That's the power of creation. That's like the power of God. You see what I'm saying? And they tied it into a moral compass feeling thing. And to to double down and say, hey, we're gonna make this extra list. So so we remember that we're making this stuff to like check government. So when we talk about what's a bootlicker, what's a statist, these are the people that think that this is for the government to tell us what to do, not us to put the government on timeout if we, they start reaching. We are too the much. government, right? And so that's the part that um, we've become. We, even though I'm not a Republican or a Democrat, I am a libertarian. Um. With, with, strong, conserv- with conservative. strong conservative values, strong conservative values. And I'm cool with if everybody else in the liberty movement is like, yeah, there should be open borders. I'm going to go, that's cool that you think that. I don't. Right. Um, this is why I say it's our fault, though, because we are not self-educating. We are not. The information's there. I got five phones on me. Literally, you, the information's there. The conversations are being had. The geniuses have left their blueprints. You know, this is why in 2022, I'm like 98% going to just go beyond my planet and do my thing. I believe that Americans, and this, this hurts to say, I believe that Americans are too soft. They're too marshmallow, and we don't want to do what's necessary. When Obama got elected, I remember he was anti-war, and I was anti-war, and there was a building anti-war movement. Then he got elected, and there was no more movement. The money leaned on him. And the president can't do anything if the people aren't surging. Yep. It's our job. Yep. And it's the same thing with Hillary. Remember Hillary used to, like, fight so hard for universal health care. She used to fight for it. 
Then she started getting funded by insurance, and that conversation stopped. The, at a certain point, you got to look at what your legacy is. To me, if I picked, like if I went hard left or hard right, oh man, I'd have a TV show, like it would like, I'm charismatic, I'm handsome, right? I, I'm reasonably smart. If I picked a side as opposed to being balanced and objective, like even in the chat, there's going to be, as you guys scroll through this, there's going to be people that are saying I'm insane, I'm a terrorist, I'm one of those black power dudes. Then there's going to be people going, he's a patriot, depending bro, on bro. what I'm talking about. I'm looking at right here, people being like, this guy's awful, and another guy being like, dude, I was cheering, I can't believe it, this is awesome. You're an interesting dude, man. It's layers, it's yeah. context, it's contextual, it's the, the, the gray area that is what most of us actually are. But we've been forced into picking one of these sides, and then we keep, again, July 4th reference, we keep going, America, 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 but the founding fathers that we say that we support, we don't even have a conversation about Thomas Paine, who, who, who shaped the minds of like damn near all of those guys. You know what I mean? And so when you have someone such as myself or other people that show up that are in those gray areas and saying, I agree here, I disagree here. I'm feeling this, I'm not feeling that. Those people get vilified, ridiculed on this side, depending on the conversation, and heralded and celebrated on this side, depending on the conversation. And it switches and it ebbs and flows. And I'm cool with that. We got to go to Super Chats. Let's do it. We're a little late, but you know, it's all right. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll go a little bit longer. Dude, this forever, man. Yeah, yeah, it is a fun conversation. Yeah. I know there, there's some people who are saying in the chat that they're, they're not a fan of you and they're being a little bit more rude than that. A lot of people are digging it and they're saying they're stoked that you're here. Yeah. I thought, I, I thought we were having a great conversation. Let's, I think I disagree, I disagree with you on a lot of things, but that's, it's cool. I, I, it's, it's strange to me. We, people should just be like, I'm, here's a guy I disagree with and I don't, you know, I don't like what he has to but say. You're bringing out the emotions in people, which is a good thing. Now the question becomes, why do they disagree with me? In, in no way, shape, or form have I said, I've, I've literally said, I love our nation, our nation. I don't, I'm not calling for the, like, the crash and burn of President Trump. If he's the guy flying the plane, that's stupid, right? I can critique him. Hey, man, you, 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 getting this, this, you don't want to go around these clouds? It's, or, it's, it's crazy to me. I mean, I, I kind of feel like... Uh, it, it, as long as we can have a sane, rational conversation, yeah, and we agree on certain things, disagree on others, we agree that America, is, is, you know, is great. Let's let's make sure it works and works for everybody, and figure out how to fix it. Then what's you know? Then we'll, we'll talk about what it. What they're disagreeing with is my honesty about our nation's stains on the floor. Well, I, yeah, I think they disagree with you on whether those actually are stains. Whether before we go know, to super chats, what slavery's about, not a stain. What about reparations? No, 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 not that. Oh, like talking about reparations. Yeah, what and about stuff this idea and, for reparations? Because yeah. you need to teach people to fish. So we have like school choice is on the horizon mm -hmm. where you can give people the opportunity. A lot of we barely even got into that. And but in, while they're learning to fish, you still need to give them fish so they don't starve while they're learning. So, basic income. Nah, 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 nah. So, on top of that's, that's like, so, we, so, we, we definitely got to we got to go super chat. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry, let's guys. go super we can't, chat. Yeah, because so, this will be another twenty minutes of us. Right, like, right. No, because the, the, yeah, yeah. I'm like, uh oh, we're getting this basic income. <laughs> <guys> all. <laughs> I just go, don't man. like these three trillion printouts when we could be giving it to the people directly. But it just inflates everything. Okay, well, okay we're gonna super right, chat, right, super right. chat. All right. So uh, I got I got to bring this up because everyone's bringing up this uh, this video from uh, I believe the dude's name was Gary Lamb. Yes. A message to Tim Pool. I don't know. Do you see this? You see this video? No. It's it's got like two hundred thousand views. What happened in the video? I mean, it's not. Another he just guy. says he thank you to me. He was like you. Uh, he, like he says thank you to Tim Pool. He said that you know he he's working hard. He's succeeding now, and 
he realized that everything like that was really good was good under Trump, and he's worried about what happens if Biden gets elected. Mm. He says, "I appreciate you for like the kind of you do, and like mm. you know helping people realize what's going on." But there's a lot of portions in it where he says things like, "To him, Trump is like the hope." He see like he saw how his life was was doing. He was doing better and better under Trump, mm-hmm. and that he, the Democrats never did anything for him, and now he's worried what's going to happen. Yeah. But this video is like getting clipped up. People are sharing different segments of it. Yeah, that's he's good. getting like a viral hit off of yeah. it. He gained like he's got like five thousand subs now on YouTube from this one video. Of, he's like a, a truck driver. Like so uh, I commented. I was like, dude. Proving the American dream is real, man. Working hard, succeeding. I, no. I, I agree with that. I don't think that it... Some people get off of drugs and blame it, or not blame it, but they attribute it to, like, Jesus because they went to church, mm. right? You can attribute it to whatever you want. You did the work. Yeah. So, so I'm not saying that... Not, not to say, like, Tim, you didn't do anything. You didn't <laughs> help this guy's life. What I mean by that is when he's talking about Trump. Trump created a space where a policy, this is what a politician is supposed to do. The policies, economically, more specifically, are supposed to benefit the American people. If I can cut some of that red tape out and you're seeing more of that bread come stay in your wallet, absolutely you're going to be like, yo, again, me, I'm going like, yeah, bro, there's a trickle down there because some of that red tape is cut. If you're not going to be honest about that, we can't even have a conversation. You can yell at me about what he said and how the media spun it. We can have that conversation, but this directly resulted in that, and I got to agree with that. When my friend gets a presidential pardon, which is like a unicorn, mm-hmm. right? When my friend gets a presidential pardon for nonviolent offenses that she's going to be able to lawfully purchase and defend her life with firearms now, I have to acknowledge that. So, yeah, in that regard, but I, but I want people to make sure that we're not just tying it to one administration. You now he has to since he has that and he has a taste of that. He has to make sure that he's doing everything in his po- power to empower the next person like you did for him, like President Trump that he might run that guy should run for office. Mm-hmm. Dude, Gary. That's the blue collar dude <laughs> that yeah, we dude. need in yeah. those type of local seats. So Yeah, man. Yeah. So we got we got a question here from uh, Alex Ray says Tim don't hate me for this, but I heard Vosh say that most of the deaths during the protest weren't committed by protesters. That most of the victims were actually protesters. Is that true? Uh, it's half true. The protester, the, the rioters caused the deaths, and many of the deaths were other rioters. But then there were uh, certain individuals, like I don't, I don't know if they include this in the um, in the death count, the Chaz Chop deaths. Mm, yeah, yeah, those two, those two kids who got gunned down in that car were not protesters. They were innocent people. David Dorn was not a protester or a rioter. So I, 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 I'm not. I don't. I don't believe I've, I've ever said that the people who died were innocent people randomly caught up. You know, I've mentioned those that are innocent, you got caught up when they, when they do. I just say the deaths are bad. Right. I don't, like, the, like, there was the pawn shop that burned down in Minneapolis, and they found a body in it. We don't know who that guy was. Dang. It was a, a pawn shop burned down, and they found a corpse like a month later. Wow. So yeah, a lot of people died, and I don't, care if you're, I don't care if you're a cop, I don't care if you're a criminal, I don't care if you're a protester, I don't, I don't care if you're an innocent person. I don't want people dying. Right. I, I, look, there, there, there are going to be people, people who go out and do dumb things and riot, I don't want them to die, man. Right. I want I want them I want them to like learn and do better and I want to I want to figure out how we work together. But I think when people start calling for a death, they feel like they're justified. That's when it's like, dude, we can't solve our problems right. if, if that's the all French we're doing. Revolution, right. man. Right. You got to study. Dude, but right. but I I get it, man. There there are people who are so insane, you're never going to convince them. Well, they're them. just so so disillusioned like the, right. it's a symptom. I think we kind of touched on it, you know. Yeah. It's like an unavoidable symptom of 
sending all of our jobs, a portion of our, our labor force overseas and, and locking people into their houses and making them lose their jobs. And you feel like what what you that person may start. To, it's easier for that person to feel like they don't have purpose. Yeah. If that person doesn't feel like they have purpose and if they can ID it with, OK, my life is crashing down around me, especially if they can't see a a way out and b what policies made that happen and what party or person and that enacted that that person starts to lash out and that's that, that person feels like you said disillusioned and separated from that american dream at that point as opposed to this guy gary mm-hmm. who's like gary did. man tim you just told me something that makes absolute sense to me and tie it in with this that person that per- person now feels that purpose and we just got to drive people that way so we got a uh, from Captain. He says, Tim, in your first video today, you mentioned how police need to demilitarize. What offensive military equipment do they use? All the military gear they have is to protect their lives. Uh, well, you, you added the word offensive military equipment. I'm not entirely sure, uh, you know, if, if that if, 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 if I said offensive, I was specifically talking about like APCs, MRAPs, you know, uh, multiple like multi-unit, multi-city forces joining together. I think the way I described it in terms of militarization is escalation. When the cops start coming out in full tactical gear that looks like a mil- like they look like they're an army, and they've got long guns, and they're riding on the side of armored personnel car- carriers with uh, LRADs on top that, that you know, active, uh, or maybe we'll get to that point where they, you know, some, some cops in D.C. apparently wanted uh, active denial systems, which is directed energy weapons. Mm-hmm. Microwaves your skin, makes you feel like you're on fire. If they start taking you know, more and more weapons like this is escalation. Now, I'm not saying I know what the solution is. I'm, I'm just saying I think we've, we've put too much extra resources into ridiculous things like you got to see these vehicles of these gigantic, what are they called? MRAPs, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I get that those exist to protect police's lives. And that's why we can have certain areas that do have them. Mm-hmm. But I think our resources could be better spent in other places. Do they carry sniper rifles, the cops? Because those are offensive well, I weapons. I don't know about carry. He, he's asking about offensive weaponry versus defensive weaponry. The sol- I Not have offensive, a solution but offensive, this. I think, is the question. Not if the government has it, the people should have it. That's yeah. Fair. But it, well, yeah, I, I guess it. there's, there's just tough questions, man. What, what about escalation? The cops come out with a sniper rifle because you got a hostage situation and they want to try and get the sniper and take, you know, take out the sniper. And then, this, then the, the hostages start showing up with snipers of their own in their own windows. You know what I mean? I, I get it. I'm not it's, saying. I'm not a, saying it's. It's, a, a, it's, it's a, an unfortunate, you know, conundrum. However, I do not trust the government more than I trust the people. That's a good point, man. And it's the people are the government that there's even right. a, a right. diversion is so weird. Right. So so like there's not an extra like, and don't get me wrong. I know officers that train. You know, one of my favorite Instagram channels is Knockout Lights. Mike is a officer's officer. Right. He's got like a beautiful like his daughter, Tactical Trinity. They used to shoot together and not so tactical Trinity. And he's got a like a newborn baby and stuff like that, you know, and his lady, the family. He's a cop. He's law enforcement, SWAT, all of the, all of the stuff. Do I think that Mike trains? Yes. Do I think that Mike would deescalate? Yes. But unfortunately, some guys, a lot of guys that I've in my experience do not deescalate. So to, you know, Tim's point, that escalation is there now. I don't think that there's a special type of human that is happens to be law enforcement. So if law enforcement and the military has it, the American people should have it. It's just like if, okay, instead of there being two political parties that are like more interested in their side winning, 
more so than what's better for America as a whole and your individual rights. Okay, add more parties. Give stop letting it be a, a duopoly monopoly. It's just it's it's the the two party system is a result of like a natural tendency between people, and then the system creates this. You know, like the the the, the natural uh, one one person one vote system results in a two party system. Tribalism. Tell that to the Chinese right. Communist Party. Oh well, that yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this uh, this harsh criticism uh, because I think there's there's a lot of people who uh, it's it's it's. Uh, th- th- there's a decent percentage of people who are disliking and have come criticism, and I think it's important. Give to me highlight. the hard one. The ugly so we got one. this was a big super chat too. This yeah. guy, this guy dropped a hundred bucks to yeah. say this. His last name is Hunt, and his first name is Mike. Mike, and he says this guy is a product of indoctrination and ignorance. It's just sad. I grew up in a city probably much worse than his, and he's been taught to believe lies. He is completely ignorant to the truth, <laughs> and to be fair, it's not his fault. I, I'm, I, 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 I personally. That's a vague statement based. He just that was but, a word but, salad. But I think when, it, when when you're talking about principle liberty and stuff, I think you're you're pretty fair minded. I think you 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 made points about like race and reparations and stuff that I disagree with. Mm-hmm. I don't see why we can't have a conversation. I'm not going to sit here and just be like, you're right, everything you're saying is right. You know what I mean? So no. I, so let's go back to the reparations thing because I'm pretty sure, based on Mike, I'm 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 willing. To, if I had to bet money, it's either reparations or me being critical of American history, right? I haven't said anything about what I said in in regards to reparation was the contradiction. On one hand, we're not allowed to have a conversation about reparations for black people, people that identify as African-American. Right. But on the other hand, we have given reparations to Jewish people. We have given reparations to indigenous people, Native Americans. We as a nation, we we have given reparations to these scenarios. But the. We and, we and and the argument when it comes to black people is, well, who's going to pay for it? But very recently, we just printed up three trillion dollars that didn't get back to the American people by and large. Right. So to me, I'm talking about exposing a contradiction. I'm not saying I'm for or against reparations. I'm talking about your reason for saying why you can't is a clear contradiction. So I, I think that's what a lot of people think you're saying, like that you're, you're, you're legitimately for it. But we, we, we do have another comment here from Garhand. He said, 600,000 people died to end slavery. The U.S. paid that price in blood. It was bloody and gruesome, but that price was paid. Base yourself in reality, not 1619 fairy tales. How do you, what, was, what, what, what was the econ- So that guy should tell me what the economic infrastructure of America was built on. In, you, you, slavery. Yeah. Slavery. Listen, it happened. War is conquest. You lost. Native Americans, you lost. Black Americans Africa, from the motherland, you lost. You were conquered. For tens of thousands of years, Europeans, the Spain, the Moors in Spain, conquered and dominated. Timbuktu, Tecnotitlan, uh, 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 name any melanated place. The pyramids are 10,000 years old. So we're talking about American history, which um, our nation is very, very young. Mm -hmm. So my ability to assess from a global perspective and a currently where we live at perspective, just because you don't like the facts of the matter doesn't mean that I'm disillusioned. You don't like the fact that I'm saying it. And I love where I live. The reality is the economic infrastructure of America was on the backs of black people. That is the reality. You lost you didn't have a gun when the conquerors came. You lost. Native Americans, you lost. That doesn't change what happened. So 
that's what war is. War is conquest. If 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 America didn't win, if George and the boys didn't weren't outlaws, criminals, because that's what they were. They were terrorists. Terrorists. They yeah. were definitely going to get hung. Yep. Right. They won. They won. That's it. That's the only difference. They would they would not have the same level of they won they won they won regular dudes right. That's the difference. So, I think what people don't like is their their cognitive. It fe- their feels get a little bit when this dude that's American as fuck. Well, I, I beep I, that out, right? When that dude, <laughs> when that dude that's black that literally has a come and take it shirt on under here, right? Molan Labe. It's it's a really cool shirt. It says "Come and Take It" with graffiti all over it and all this AR SBR. Um, if I'm saying that as a melanated American, American that is identifying our nation's good and bad and being honest about it, if that makes you feel some type of way, you may not be being intellectually honest. Someone tell me, all of these these guys that are saying this, tell me what the economic infrastructure of America was created on. Yeah. You know, you know the the, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> we here's 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 the here's the real difficult thing with uh, with the way YouTube algorithm works, right? Mm-hmm. I think I've had a lot of people on uh, the show that I really disagree with mm-hmm. and we find things we agree on and yeah. sometimes we don't. And I'll just be like, well, I disagree with you and, we'll, and I'll say it. Boom. And the problem is, you know, like there's, there's a lot of people right now trying to generate as many dislikes as possible. They're not, they're not really generating that many. I, I respect their right to dislike whatever. I, I don't deserve anything from any of these people. If you don't like it, by all means. But it makes it really hard because if you think that we shouldn't at least hear what you have to say or other people who we disagree with have to say, then it's just going to fall into tribal extremism again. Right. So I'm more than, I'm, like, I, I would love to have a show with like some far left and even people sitting in chairs. It's just hard to get these people in. Plus many of them are racist. And I'm like, I'm not sure I feel about that. Like, right. no joke. Like, I'm not going to sit here and have them bash on certain races or anything like that, right. you know? So right. my question for people who are really, really hating on this conversation is, how does that make you any different from the far left? Right. Like, why are you trying to shut down conversation just because you don't? Well, I think I think you I think you guys might be a little harsh. There were some good points brought up, like yeah, people yeah. are. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I get their points, but yeah. I, I dis- they're wrong. I understand how they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. So to say I'm disillusioned, right? I thoroughly study American our nation's history, all of it. I've read Mein Kampf three times. I don't like Hitler, right? I want to know what makes a person like that tick, my struggle. I need to know what your struggle was, Hitler. What was your struggle that all made you kill millions of people and almost take over like most of the modern world, right? I don't have to agree with Hitler. I don't think that Jewish people are the scourge of the universe, right? I don't think that. But, but for me to not read Mein Kampf is stupid. Right. I can evaluate and go, this guy had something. First of all, he went to go get an Adinkra symbol An Adinkra symbol. That swastika is an ancient African symbol. I thought it was Indian. And in, 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 a lot of people do. That's why it's on the Buddha's head. Huh. But that predates the Sankofa bird and all of those other different symbols. It's an Adinkra symbol. Hitler also said. He would trade his army for 10,000 Africans with the knowledge of themselves. Somebody go look it up and disprove me. So my, my thing is, I don't have to agree or like our, our nation's ugly history. Again, no one in this chat can say, I'm this person calling for the flaming end of America. 
I think that our nation, us included, we have not addressed this issue head on enough because we tend to not want to have the discourse. We tend to, no, not my America. Yes, your America too. The reality is you, we didn't, we don't have any four mothers. That's a problem. I mean, we do, but they're not called the founding mothers. Exactly. Right? And that's, 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 but yeah. that's what I mean. But, but you get what I'm saying? Susan B. Anthony, but that was well after. That's well after. Yeah, now, yeah. my point in saying that is there was a time in our nation when women could not vote. Yeah. That's not, I'm not a woman to like, I, I, I'm not affected by that negatively or my lineage or my great, I wasn't alive then, right? But to acknowledge that that's an ugly part of our history to that, some, like, I, that's ugly, bro. I think with re, it's confusing with reparations because the people that were the slaves are dead now. So we can't pay them back. We can't like repair them. Mm -hmm. But so it's confusing. I think it's confusing people. So how, so how? How did the Jewish people that were the, the vast majority of those six million people were dead? If those are well, the those, dead those, people, the, their families, their and, families and the things that were destroyed and, and things like that. My great my grandmother is alive. My grandmother is 90 something years old. Her mother was a slave. Wow. Wow. This isn't that far dude. removed. Right. Right. So that's my family. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So when we're talking about Legit. like math and like logic and data and numbers america's only a few hundred years old um the country right so when people are having these conversations or saying these things you're just exposing to me how much you're not paying attention to the numbers and the short timeline the timeline is this little we just because we're like 50 60 70 years old we think that that's it is a long time but in a bigger picture and scheme of things like yeah. in 1965 like people, black people couldn't drink at water fountains. Like that's like, well, they had their own water fountains. Or it black was, Lives Matter is trying to make that happen, sort of and, again. But, you know but, I mean? but my thing to that is like this: having a contextual conversation. It's like let's reverse it. Let, I'll say something that some of those guys that may disagree with me will agree with me now. Why are you calling President Trump a racist? I need to see the footage. Even him being mad at the, the you know, the, the Central Park Five and him getting missed. He was a New York Democrat for however long. Yeah. Him getting media manipulated. It happens to the best of us. But I can say, OK, more recently, these are the people, the black people that I know personally that his policies let out of jail. Felons. And got him jobs. And got him jobs. Unemployment. So when we're talking about the left calling him a racist, wherever you stand on him, I need to see. The evidence and the proof of that. I think he's a blowhard capitalist, and a lot of times the class issue starts to converge like. with the race issue because a lot of the ex-slaves and their families are of the lower class because they came from but, but then I less got, money. Let, right. let, but then I, I, I got, I got. So I got sure. to interrupt. I don't want to make it seem like most people are angry at all. Oh, yeah. No, no, like no, most, no. Most people are chill. I, I mean, I mean, those people that that are there. I just want to. I want to make sure I give space to those who are saying they're yeah, unhappy yeah, and make absolutely. sure we, we, we challenge our ideas. You there, know, I mean? their arguments that they disagree with me are always generally. Very general, very vague, and they never say, "This is where you're wrong," and here's the proof. Let, let, let me read the super chat real quick. This yeah. is from Miraran Nalen. Said, "Loved the guest today. Took me a second to get past my emotional response to chew on the conversation." Question: Should there be a push for the concept of national civic goals, something like creating the infrastructure for space mining? The first thing I just want to I just want to point out is, 
people are super engaged, even the people who are who are, you know, challenging uh, you know, a lot of what you say. I want to make sure nobody feels like we're leaving you behind just yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if we got if we got to do is chung on the show and you really don't agree with me, and I'm, I'm reading, man, I'm seeing your comments. I'm going to read your super chats. I'm not a, I'm not going to let co- someone come in here and say stuff, you don't you know, you disagree with and just ignore. Right now nah, we challenge we'll challenge everybody. Right. And I think. If you if you think they're wrong and they think you're wrong, I mean, isn't it cool that we're having the conversation and we yeah. walk, we 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 say like, hey, we're Americans. We think you, you think we think we're wrong. I Here's the smoother thing about that. Well, sorry, sorry. When I, I'm when I'm wrong, and it's proven, I'll go. Oh man, I was wrong. Yeah. I think I think what we need is just to have the conversation. Exactly. Right. And it's hard to do in a medium where like a lot of these people who want to have their voice heard, it's like I, I can only read a handful of the comments. But once know? we get the neural net, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> then they'll be like virtually <laughs> here and we'll like, be like, yo, dude, listen. <laughs> all questions listen, I'm I'm all about listening to everybody. I'd love to have Antifa so, you know, come and, and say other things and we'd have a crazy yeah. argument or whatever. So what? I, I should qualify what I said because I w- did come off a little bit harsh and I don't mean to condescend at the chat. No, no, no. I, I would say to, to the people who do disagree that this is the perfect opportunity to kind of polish your own thinking and be like, okay, why do I disagree with this? Mm-hmm. And what are some ways that I can kind of engage or just, and just make a difference? You know? Just super chat and I'll read it. Yeah. Right. Here's and, why and he's say, wrong. You know? Here's where he's wrong at. Yeah. The, the American infrastructure was built on X. If it's cotton. Yeah, let's jump into it. The well, railroad. I want to make sure I get I get to yeah. the actual question though. Uh, should there be national uh, national civic goals like space mining and stuff? Space mining. So so the question they're asking is like I think it pertains to the space race where we yeah. as a country we're like we're going to the moon baby. Mm-hmm. Should we as a country be like here's our mission? Here's what we as a country should do. These cool things: go to Mars, you know, mine asteroids, you know, build underwater cities or something. So I think before we do that. I think that a, a, a national goal would be to um, get, start the conversation and apply legislation or remove legislation that is an impediment to us being what our ideals say we are. So, for example, um, <clears throat> if we can prove that the origin of cannabis, to go back to that, decriminalization was this guy saying, I think that. Uh, cannabis or marijuana is what he said makes white women want to sleep with Negro jazz musicians if that was his basis and then that basis turned into policy you took a moral position as I an think he was trying to manipulate people like absolutely you know and if and if legislation was created and now we got people in jail because of the origin of that when you want to learn something you got to go to the natural genesis of it yeah and if we can say okay this is factually accurate if I'm lying I'm flying now that policy's been created off of this, and this is fed into the war on drugs and so forth and so on, let's repeal that. I think that that should be some of the things that are national goals. Yeah, he said I got, that I, stuff I, about I, hemp I, because they were making hemp paper, and he had all the trees yep. and wanted to make it out of Yeah, it was hemp. a business. Yeah. So we, we got someone who's really trying to get a question. Uh, Zarek says, I'll risk wasting my money again. Don't worry, I got you, bro. The fact that women couldn't vote doesn't mean anything in light of the fact most men were conscripted and couldn't vote. No woman was forced to do that. It's a good point. So it is a good point. So, 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 but, so, but I disagree with that. The fact that no women could vote doesn't mean anything. It means something. It means you're focusing on men and not women. All of the people around me that give quality, uh, not all, but a lot of the people around me that give quality uh, counsel are women. I think, I think there's interesting, interesting context in, uh, I, I don't think it's a simple, I, I, I'm not trying to accuse you of saying this, that like we just told women they couldn't vote. Yeah, yeah. I think it was... Uh, Early on, only landowners could vote, mm-hmm. and 
everybody says like, wow, that's so ridiculous and oppressive. And they don't actually understand the context. And then someone made a really good point. I saw this on Twitter. They said there were no IDs. There were there was no way to prove who you were. Land ownership was the only way anyone knew you were a member of the community and were voting on issues relative to literally where you lived. The reason the men voted and the women didn't is because the man was the head of the household who would go to the meetings while the woman was taking care of things. And it was assumed the man and the woman's vote was combined, right? And so you actually had young men going to war and dying. Women didn't have to do that. You actually had young men who also could not vote because they weren't landowners either, mm-hmm. but they still had to die for the country right. and were conscripted into other like volunteer fire brigade and stuff like that. Now, those are the things that are the contradictions that it, to highlight that because to, to, it's not simple. It's not like yeah. this one user friendly, one size fit all answer. No, just men were evil and they hated women. No, but it speaks to a contradiction. It, and not a contradiction necessarily of malice necessarily, but a contradiction of Hey, we got to rethink this. Because at a certain point, we rethought it. You know what I mean? We went. I think, I think it had to do with our society changed. Right. We had bigger cities. Not everybody was owning land. But now, now we, we had IDs. We understood who was a member of the community, why they should vote. System changed. And all of these things are why I'm saying when we're talking about atoning and readdressing and self-correcting and course correcting, these are things that are very important. And when we're not doing that, again, at a certain point, it was malicious. Yo, you're black. You can't own a gun. That is the origin of gun control in America, period. And, and with that being the case, it's like, nah, bro, that's not right. We have to course correct. During the time when, you, when someone can acknowledge that, hey, man, there was a time when this wasn't what it was. We were wrong then. We were limited. We were not as evolved in, 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 in our uh, understanding of liberty and humanity as we got to a certain point. You know what I mean? And, and these again, these things are— I, I think a little bit— I think a lot of it has to do with technology and culture and society. And just people fighting against it. People, people saying, yo, you're not going to treat me like a slave, like I don't have a voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? People going like, because let's, let's play the twist game. There also was black people that owned people in America. So, I, read, and I read this on Snopes. The first slave owner was a black dude. So with that, then it was about going to the class concept. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so now does that like justify all white people doing it no but what i'm saying is there's layers and gradation to all of these things and i think i I don't want any of the people especially the folks in the super chat to feel like i'm saying like no this happened and america's evil bro again i live here i've been to places that don't have a front door yeah dude like man nah i'm good i'm I'm re-upping on america neck like every year we got another we got another one here this is from chief strider he says who built america what about the Hispanics, Chinese, Irish, etc.? That's a great question, and I'm glad that he said that. This Chinese were they enslaved and brought over here? No, I think I think it was more like indentured servitude, right? And there's yeah. a difference between yeah. chattel slavery them, and indentured them, servitude. For sure, made them build the railroads, right? But like they got dirt for it, and they, right, which is horrible still, yeah. but not maybe not as horrible as like chattel slavery, right? Native Americans, horrible. They got the land stole. Like, that's, that's it. And again, and I'm not saying it's like we should give. It's not going to happen. Re- you know, it's crazy. I, I was watching a, a Growth of America map. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. What, oh, oh there, was a, there was a recent Supreme Court ruling that basically gave half of, I think, uh, Oklahoma. Is it? Or is it Kansas? I don't know. Like half of the city now falls under like Native American jurisdiction. It was like this crazy ruling. So I was, I was looking at this map of the westward expansion of the U.S. And I didn't realize like it's new, man. You know, we're born into this country assuming we got sea to shining sea. It's like, actually, no. It's like past hundred plus right. years, you know. And so 
you can actually see on this map Native American territory just being erased in the 1800s. Now, when you say that, Tim, are you calling for the fall of America or for America to give the land back to the... Yo, that's no, what, that, that Supreme Court ruling was nuts, man. Right. And, and so, so, so what I'm saying is this is what happened. That happened. That doesn't mean like... We, but we, we have to, to not repeat that. We got to be intellectually honest about it, man. Like, we can't, we can't pretend like that didn't happen. We got, I got one here for you. Attica Ray says, Dear guest, what do you think about recognizing our history but letting the past lie? I'm a woman and my grandmother was a slave too, but I will not be a victim stuck in the past. Nothing today stops us from being successful. I 100%, I 95% agree with I wa- that. I wonder why people think you wouldn't agree with that. I be- felt, I, be- that's not because, what I got from the conversation. Because, because I, they think that, they don't know maybe that I do whatever I want to do all the time. No one's like, I'm a melanated American that's a Second Amendment constitutional activist and advocate. Everything in my schooling told me that the Second Amendment and the Constitution wasn't for you. I do not believe that because I know what the you can if you can trick somebody into believing that great great for you not for them you're not going to trick me into it so yeah maybe they did mean well not the three-fifths people most people don't even know what the three-fifths clause actually meant yeah they don't the history of it right but it's always inverted right you know that, 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 so I, I saw a meme where they said the southerners didn't want their slaves to vote and the north wanted them to and it's like actually no the south wanted power they said right. we have people, their votes, and the North. The, it was the it was the North saying no. Isn't you know the twist is, if I'm the black dude that's using the thing, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and Declaration of Independence dur- during a time when black people in America were treated subhuman, if that's the thing that I'm using as the framework as we travel around the entire country to empower communities to stand up to themselves, I don't know how anybody on earth would potentially think that I'm like asking for victimhood. Talking about what happened and being honest about it so as to not repeat it, to empower all Americans. I don't want my Latin brothers and sisters, my Asian brothers and sisters to not pretend like their lineage didn't have a strong hand in building this country. That's actually the beautiful thing about America. We're a melting pot. We cannot allow the small amount of racists that have a lot of power to convince us otherwise. So when I say... Black people, black people in America had a hand in building America. That's not to disparage white Americans. If you take in that personal, like the one sister said, I had to get past my emotional reaction to that. Respectable. If, right. If you're, and I love that she said that. If you're having an emotional reaction to that, to history, you're no different than the leftists that are saying, we got to tear down the statues because we don't like it. You know, I kind of feel like... Uh, I think a lot of people are make, are operating under the assumption you're saying straight up we have to have reparations. No, no. you said yeah, you didn't yeah. say yes or no. You said that don't use the argument that we can't afford it when you're going to print three trillion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and I agree with that. It's ridiculous. They just started printing money like crazy. It's a clear contradiction yeah. that never you know, in world history has this worked out good economically. Dude, I'm so down to talk about a reparation because that's such an interesting. Concept. But you because know, I, I, I wouldn't I even want fiat currency yeah, as a reparation. Like, what would be right the right reparations? How do we repair the system as and, and funk? I just want to say, like, uh, the Super Chat's on fire. Oh, everybody, Because everybody really wants to throw stuff your way. So, I mean... Let's what's, do it. What's, what, I can't read every single one, but it's, it's lit up. What's the best way people can, uh, can, can uh, 
tweet you all the things they're concerned about. You can answer. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You have, they can, you have a Twitter um, Anytime. My Twitter is Maj Toure, M-A-J-T-O-U-R-E. Um, I got five phones, so I'm I'm pretty it's a lot of it. phones, bro. Yeah, I walk around with this hot, hot spot. spot. Yeah, you know right what I mean. On. Um, Twitter, Instagram, M A J T O U R E, and I'll show you. You know, follow me. I'll go back and forth. I try to follow everybody that follows me up until whatever whatever platform's limit is. Um, I'll show you how you're wrong. Um, if you're right, I'll go. Man, you were right there. That makes sense. Yeah, like it's not complicated. So, you know, everybody can, you know, but I also want to make sure that people understand what we do with our organization. So I I want to clarify, too, in case people don't know, you're black guns matter. Right. Yeah. 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 I wonder if people thought you were black lives matter. Right. I think they think that I'm like, like, we were were kind of ragging on them. I am absolutely in opposition to black lives matter. That current structure and the quote unquote leadership of black lives matter. I unequivocally denounce and disagree with that i know that the 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 odds that there's a guy behind the curtain and it's not the people that they put in front of the curtain you know and even if it was the same people that's behind the curtain that's in front of it the policy's wrong i don't care about like you know like something that's going to be damaging to the black community and supporting it just because it's black people saying it i don't care is it beneficial for the community that i live in because if the black community gets stronger the rest of america continues to get stronger that's just what happens, right? So I think people also got to understand that we go into the areas that are most impacted by these left democratic policies, mainly in regards to the Second Amendment and convincing black people that, you know, that Constitution ain't for you and something like that and empowering people that way. We fundraise. We've raised and given away over $360,000 to keep these classes free Talk about voluntarism and doing a social thing, right? It's voluntary. We're not taxing you. You cannot do it if you don't want to, right? We're helping people as a starting point. And in each one of those classes, we're telling people, this isn't the end-all, be-all. You needed some basic information about firearm safety, conflict resolution, de-escalation, and political education. This is the, this is the one class crutch. Now, we're not saying stay on the crutches. That's how your muscles go into atrophy, you know what I mean? So it's not like this, we're the welfare, keeping you on and just keep listening to Black Guns Matter. You're supposed to continue up the pyramid, right? Um, so I think people may not know that part, you know, as well as I think people don't know that I am vehemently opposed to government involvement and support. I think that philanthropy and people, volunt- really rich people going, man, that community's been impacted. I want to help by choice, right? That's bigger to me. Then the government going, vote the way that we tell you to vote, and we're going to give you, like, free Obama phones, and we're going to make sure that you have, like, $1,100. Like, what am I going to do with $1,100, bro? Like, seriously. Like, in a, in a real and meaningful way. You want to keep, that's how socialism creeps in and turns into communism. You know what I'm saying? So I think the people that are listening need to listen. The people that are disagreeing, I love that you're disagreeing and being brave enough. Because some people disagree, and they're like, quiet, if that dude. Yeah. As opposed to opening up nah, the conversation. These people are straight up like, I will be heard. Right. <laughs> but we, right. we got a super chat here for you. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good one. He says, I love this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we had another uh, another super chat from a guy who uh, pointed out, and he gave us a, it was a pretty good super chat. I want to make sure I get his, uh, get his name, give him credit. He said, uh, it's, YouTube's giving me the business. Royal Raptor says, this guy says, prove it with only super chats and a 270 character max. Think about it like this. How long does it take to poop on the floor versus how long does it take to clean it up? Oh. Your statements... 
as empty as your grammar. Pathetic. Now, I don't know why. I don't know why. We, we like you got to be so. Why, why are people ad, ad, ad why hominem? Why are people attacks. being so mean? I don't know. I don't get it, man. He, and, but you notice he still didn't say anything. He still didn't prove yeah, where well, I'm wrong. What's up with that? Like, because because the question was, if I'm saying that America's America's our nation, our nation's where I live and love, our nation's economy was built on the backs of melanated beings, whether that's yellow people with the railroads, that's how resources are moved. Right. Whether that's black people, cotton industries, all of those textile manufacturing, all of that. Right. I'm saying that and I'm asking someone to tell me, no, America's economy was created by this. I think we just I think people just need to tweet at you, you yeah. know, because then, then you can argue with them all day. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Yep. So, look, I get it, guys. We got a ton of super chats. This is this is this is legit. Um, and I appreciate it. I try to read as many as I can. So we'll go a little bit longer. But uh, I mean, yeah, they can tweet at you. Yep. And you guys you guys at can argue. On Maj the Touré. I got time. I got an so RV. See. I got a fireplace in the RV. I David, will do it by the fire. David Franco Jr. says, hey, man, you asked what built the American economy. You can't dismiss all the other factors that built this place and only focus on the minimal gains from slavery. Very few people could even afford slaves. How many? Okay, that's a, that's a good point. And, it's uh, a, and I'll, I'll, one, one, one other super chat, too, that yeah. goes along with it. Someone yeah. mentioned only in certain areas, around 30% of, you know, areas. So most of the country didn't have slavery. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's, it's the point they're making. And that's a, that's a good, I, I hear this a lot. How many billionaires are there in America? I think there's uh, four, there might be between like four and 600. How many Americans? No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's wrong, that's wrong, that's global. I think America, I don't know, a couple hundred maybe. A couple hundred. A couple hundred billionaires. Yeah. A lot of them own a lot of the media, like the Rupert Murdochs and the whatever, right? Oh, they definitely. Yeah, right. They. And it's a small amount of them that controls like national and sometimes international media, right? So there's a few amount of people that control the economic infrastructure or choices that go into the social, political, and economic landscape of America. So when you make this argument that only a few people owned a lot of the resources, that doesn't change the fact that the entire structure was around those few people that did wrong. And now this does not mean it's, it's sprawls, sprawls. It sprawls. And this does not mean that I'm not saying that, oh, all of you white folks were the people that come on, bro. Like, don't like limit me <laughs> to such a small and, and dismissive thing. And I'm also saying that there were a lot of white abolitionists that were like, no, this is not OK. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. John, John Brown. Yeah, I think we visited. Yeah, like Harper's Ferry, bro. Like, come on. Like, we not we. I'm down with Bacon's Rebellion. I understand it. So I'm not saying that all of you white people are just like, come on, bro. Like that's that's really reductive. But that does not change the fact that a small amount of people can influence the resources and change the structure. Of an entire nation and sometimes an entire globe. Like, how many, like, Rome, like, Augustus, Julius Caesar. Like, these guys changed, Julius and Augustus changed the calendar. Those are yeah, two right, dudes. funny. <laughs> Those Ro- are two dudes. Rome was built on the back of slaves. Kinda. But Julius was like, bro, I need a month, bro. Augustus was like, bro, I need a month and my month needs to be longer than his. You're still counting July and August. Those are two dudes that changed your concept of the calendar. So don't, like, you can't, no, bro. Jeff Bezos is really, really yeah. rich. 
This, this, this is what, you know, look, there was a the story about uh, George Soros funding these DAs. Yeah. And many of these DAs won't prosecute. And people bring it up all the time. And I'm like, I hear you. And you got Mackenzie Bezos. Right. She, did, she Listen, Jeff Bezos builds Amazon. And she definitely worked alongside him. I'm not going to diminish what her role is. It was significant. And then she divorces him. And she gets this big payout. And then dumps billions of dollars into all of this leftist stuff. It's that all of these billionaires do this. Not all of them. But, 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 but they, a lot they, of them. Right. They're funding their ideas. And I, did, wasn't you said earlier, like, if you were rich, or someone said this, like, if I was rich, I'd probably do the same thing, right? You're, you're going to fund what you believe in. I think Seamus said that yesterday. Seamus said that yesterday. Right, right. Yeah, I, I look, uh, people, like, look, if, if you came across, you know, a billion dollars, wouldn't you want to fund gun programs? And, Absolutely. Uh, you see how it works? But the difference for me is I actually am in alignment with, I can be honest about our nation's history while still, still trying to improve our nation's future. Yeah, I think George Washington had a bunch of slaves. Thomas yes. Jefferson had a bunch of slaves. Yes. And I don't think those guys could have got done what they got done without them. Now, now they could have. That's why Thomas it's, Paine it's, was it's pulling. It's conjecture. I don't know. but Tom, Thomas Paine was, because Thomas Paine didn't. That's why you don't hear about Thomas Paine. This Payne guy wrote common sense. This dude is a some, Freddie Mercury somewhere else. Was basically during, because the argument becomes, well, that was, the, that was what happened during that time. This was a dude during that time. That influenced the mind in regards to liberty of a lot of the founding fathers. That was one of those dudes that was like pissing people off because he wouldn't stay on one side. He was objective. He was a critical thinker. He was very logical. And he assessed things situation by situation. He was honest, even in the midst of when it was not convenient and popular to be honest. So he didn't have as many friends, but they all pulled from his ideas in regards to liberty. So when you have that, I understand completely if I'm saying because this is the same guy that was like, bro, y'all are talking about freedom and you can't like own people. It's a contradiction. This is the there's quotes of him like and I'm paraphrasing. I, he wasn't saying, bro, you know, what I mean, but at the end of the day, it's like him during that time saying this is not OK. A lone voice, but it was money tied into s slavery. It was infrastructure tied into it. And you didn't want to till that soil yourself. And I get it. I'm not tripping. Physically could not have tilled that physically, soil. Could, physically could not I have. Think, I think the easiest way to put it, I'm, I'm, I, I can't read every single Super Chat, but they are pouring in. And there's a ton of people saying, like, this is awesome. A ton of people saying, like, this guy is so wrong. So I'm, the reason I'm trying to highlight, you know, and, you know a lot of the criticism is because I think we're having a conversation and right. we're giving you your space right. and everyone who agrees is just going along with it. And the people who disagree aren't getting their voice to counter yeah. and like challenge. And so a lot of people are trying to bring these things up. I want to make sure I get to them. So, Hey guys, you know, I'll do my best. We're going to do our thing. A lot of people saying you, you got to come back. We got to have more conversations, but someone, someone brought up a really good point to have, uh, have you sit down and, and bring out like a black conservative and then have a bigger conversation so that you, we have more people challenging a more, you know what I mean? Like give these people who are upset, their, their avatar yes. to be there and sit you and tell you, you know what I mean? Yes, I 100% agree with that. I actually did something like this last week and Saturday in Atlanta. I had black conservatives, black liberals, uh, independents, Democrats. It was the Solutionary Summit. We're going to start doing it annually. You got to come to that next year. I'm going to have it in Miami, I think. Miami or Vegas. No time for me, man. Yeah, you can't. No rest for the wicked. You got to do one of these there. Ooh. Maybe we have the van. We're trying to figure Boom. out how we can convert it. Maybe, maybe I, I got to get an RV or something. Get an RV. Because that'd be cool. Yeah. Be, it, look, man, I'm all about honest, cordial conversations, you know, and, and, and rational discourse. I think what we could use here is 
I don't know, more, people more prepared to, to represent those that want to have that challenge. Yep. You know what I mean? That's what we're missing. It's not intentional. I'm not trying to put we anybody down. We should do you know? it in a debate. We should do it. Maybe do it at like the Soho who would Forum. Be, who would be a good person? So for you guys in the Super Chat that, that you know, want to see some, some, something different, who do you think would be a good person we could bring here and then you guys could have a debate? Yeah. And then I'll sit back. We'll do fact checking and stuff. We could do right. all that stuff. That'd be fun. Yep, that would be excellent. But I mean, like they're, they're going to say people that I destroy, though. They're going to say the they're going to say like the black conservative ink people that are afraid to debate me. But you're a pretty I, I conservative guy too, so I imagine like you're going to end up agreeing on a bunch of things. Like. Because where we disagree now, if you're talking about because that person said black conservative, right? Those people aren't necessarily black conservatives. Those people a lot of times are just statists, and they're saying it. They again, they're riding Trump wave, right? Those people will say things like police brutality is a myth. And it's like, come on, bro. I got beat up by the cops twice. So that would mean like if it's a myth, like the Loch Ness Monster and Bigfoot showed up to beat me up twice. Now, I can exist in a space where I'm like, that was a horrible representation of law enforcement. But those guys exist. Right. Is it as highlighted as media or is it as pronounced as media highlights it to be? Absolutely not. Those two things can be true at the same time. Right. But to dismiss it, so those are the people that they'd say, he should have, I've already That's done weird. their shows. I say shows. the same thing, dude. I say it all the time. I'm like, I've had so, so many bad experiences with the cops, but yeah. I recognize 375 million interactions mostly are not bad. And, and like you know I mean? one guy could have a horrible interaction one day and be totally cool every other day. So it's right. not like he's, it's not like you can't yeah. segregate the people. Right. The, the behavior. You have to, you have to look at that policy. You have to look at when you're talking about, because we started this conversation talking about Breonna Taylor. You have to have the talk about the bigger picture. The war on drugs is the problem. It's putting law enforcement officers in unnecessary risk. It's an unnecessary risk. They don't know what they're going into. Kenneth Walker didn't know who was kicking in their door. So it's putting Americans on law enforcement side or citizen side in unnecessary harm. So we got to have that conversation. We got to have the conversation about too many laws being on the books we have to have those conversations and these type of discourses create room to get it to the bigger conversation we were kind of mentioning sunset clauses built in bless you into like laws in general like this law will expire after five years and in five years you re you decide if you want to keep it on somebody the somebody said v city says brandon tatum 100 percent so let me tell you about brandon tatum i challenged brandon tatum and i said i'd i'd, I'd bet him $50,000 of my own money for him and somebody else to debate me together. He denied. He wanted to do it on Skype and yell at each other. A debate, Oxford style. Problem is these guys aren't smart enough. Brandon Tatum doesn't read. Oh, you got that, that, that's, a, that's a glove slap, bro. Yeah, you just throw I a gauntlet make, on the table, I will bro. destroy Brandon Tatum. <laughs> Figuratively. Right, Brandon, you in? In, in, debate. A, in a debate. I, t I said him and somebody else. What he said was, because this was months ago, then he got on, he made a complete fool of himself he got on the Skype that they wanted me to be a part of. I'm like, no, bro. Let's sell tickets. Then he said, is it all about the money? I said, oh, I thought you were a Trump guy. Trump's about free market capitalism. You want people to do things for free, you socialist. <laughs> oh, boy. You socialist. Now, when I said that to him, I said, let's do an Oxford-style debate. You can get somebody else that you want. I'll put up $50,000. Winner, take the money. It's all about the money with you. Oh, you mean like the money that you charge people for your merch? He don't want no smoke with me. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be rough. You're dropping the gauntlet. You got a glove slap. Any it's body. Any body. It's, it actually isn't a debate. To quote the master teacher, Dr. John Henry Clark, I debate my equals. All others I teach.
I will destroy these people. So the point I'm trying and, to and I, and I want to debate based on rules and a clear I want my victory solidified. I don't want like you got more followers than I, me so your your peanut gallery's louder. I'm down. I'm totally down to have a debate. I I just got to say civility. We got to make sure Absolutely. that Absolutely. We got to make sure cuz I'll tell you this man, if you're coming out this strong and you're saying these things about Brandon uh well you're 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 putting him down before he even got started. No, 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 not not no 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 no. There's going to be a lot I, of I think, a, a I think, emotion. I think he's a, I, I respect him as a man. I respect him as a human. I think that he does. he's not well-versed enough. I think he knows the black conservative talking points. I think that anyone that attempts to... Um, it's a contradiction. If we say we're Christian, if he's, he identifies as Christian... And you're not willing to give someone redemption and you think that they, you know, should be killed because they happen to look in a construction site or you think that, you know, they're guilty because of the way that they look or so forth and so on. I think that is a contradiction to the belief in redemption. Jesus was with the criminals. Jesus, by definition, was a criminal. He was speaking out against the state. It's what happened. He got crucified for it. So these verbal crucifixions that I'm experiencing, that's nothing. That's a walk in the park. So I'm not disrespecting Brandon as a human. I don't think that he's well-read enough to compete with me in a debate. As That's why I've, words, I've man. already challenged him and said I'd put up $50,000. Yeah, no, no, no. Just well, I'll finish your thoughts. Sorry. Yeah, and he scared. People are, people are throwing out tons of other names as well. Larry Elder, Candace Owens, the Hodge Twins. Again, the Hodge twins follow me. I like the Hodge twins. Those mm-hmm. dudes are hilarious. Um, I think they have a subtle. Uh, they have more of a balanced approach on a lot of things. You know. You know why I think this would be really interesting is because you're you're libertarian with conservative leanings. You're not like an SJW far left guy, but you you have some opinions that are closer there. You know, in, in because I because I understand the fact like you like when you're saying I kind of on I'm left on some areas because some social issues should be addressed. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing, but you're, I'm supposed to not be able to say that if I'm conservative or black. I'm supposed to say, you SJWs don't have any point. You Antifa guys don't have, even a broke clock's right twice a day. Exactly. That's the problem I have with them on Trump. Right. Like, come on, man. If you were being honest, you'd at least give him credit for the things he did right. And that's my point. So because I'm doing that in every area, moment to moment, reminiscent of a Thomas Paine, I can't say... I'm, I want to continue to evolve as a thinker, as a philosopher, as an activist, as a constitutionalist. I can't say that and ignore the evolution of our great thinkers. You can't ignore the evolution of a Malcolm X. They went from a straight-up criminal to, like, mad and frustrated and came home and hated white people, goes to Mecca, comes back and goes, hey, man, I was wrong about that part. I'm not wrong about the fact that there are serious issues that black people in America are facing at that time especially. So you can't ignore his evolution like, and just go, oh, he's all bad. You cannot do that if, if you're being objective about things. And if I, if I was to do that in that spirit and not be objective about every such, such scenario. So, again, Breonna Taylor, I understand fully why the two officers that shot back after being shot at were not charged. I fully understand why the one officer that shot more recklessly has been charged and he's looking at five years. I fully understand why Kenneth Walker, when I don't care if you're knocking or not, I don't have to answer my door. If you bust into my house, I'm going to be able to defend my house. I fully understand that. 
The government of that city understands that too. That's why they dropped the charges against him. The civil, the, the Breonna Taylor's family was accepted a civil deal. They've, I don't know what the numbers are. 12 million. 12 million. So there was a damage. They felt, felt, felt that that was enough for that death. But, but couldn't that have been political? They it, got riots, man. It could have been. And so they're like, just give them money. We got to do something. Maybe, but you're supposed to because that's a financial obligation to someone whose life has been taken. And I think they got off cheap at $12 million. Yeah. So, that's a good point. so those layers of objectivity is the thing that most people have a diff- difficult time um, taking in because if you've, if you've positioned yourself as hardline, I can tell you where I agree and disagree with Colin Kaepernick. I can tell you where I agree and disagree with President Trump. None of this is personal to me. This is all business. We are in a war, an ideological war for the republic. That is what's happening right now. And if I'm going to be emotional in the middle of a war, like I said earlier, that's how you get your head blown off. And I don't want to do that. We have to make sure that we're being the example of balance, being the example of fair and balanced being the example of objectivity, being the example of setting culture that will then drive politics. So when someone from the right can say to someone from the left, yo, that makes sense, where Ron or Rand Paul can present things that make sense and both parties go, that makes sense, where Thomas Massey can say, hey, guys, my one job as this public servant is to publicly vote on things. I do not want to not vote on the largest wealth transfer in American history. That's the you have one job. That's your job. I got to do that job. You familiar with Eric July? That's my homie. Eric A says Eric July would be perfect. Eric July and me agree on a ton of the stuff. Would you disagree on things? I don't. I have. I don't. I have yet to figure. We did a lo- me him and Larry Sharp did a great interview. It was about an hour too long. I don't know where we've agreed. I mean disagreed. I, I'm, I'm trying to find areas where I've disagreed with Eric July. He's a Cowboys fan. Is that it? Like, that's it. <laughs> that's how it begins. <laughs> that's it. That's how it starts. Then you got to find the other stuff that you disagree with. Yeah, Eric July, that's the homie. And, and, and I've, I've tried to find areas where I'm like, man, this guy's not making sense. I haven't found any yet. You know what I mean? I just got a text. I got to. Yeah. Just trying to make. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to make sure it's not breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, all right, so I'll tell you what we we we've gone 45 minutes over. This was this is good, dude. This is fun. I love it. What, why don't we set up something and, and these people who uh, want to challenge things you're so saying? Fun. I'm down. Let, let's for real, man. If you guys, uh, if the people in the they chat, they show up. They'll show up, and it'll be epic. We'll make it happen, dude. You guys are scared. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna get Here's them all angry. Against part of no, 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 we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> so. Uh, I guess we got to figure out who you know. Look, like, like I said, most people are, are are enjoying. You know, they're they're chilling. Yeah. But the people who who want to who who feel like you're not representing their ideas properly or you're getting things wrong, let's set it up. Let's have that. Let's have that that, that challenge. That conversation. What's, what we betting? I don't know. Integrity. What are we betting? No, no, we we no. can do, we can the do RV? We, free we, market cap. I got an idea. I got an idea. What if uh, we do a poll afterwards, yeah. and all the super chat money goes to the charity of choice for whoever is deemed to be the winner. I love that. Oh, we can do something like that. Be cool. I love that. So then we get like you know two dudes. You guys will will go at it. We'll uh, I'll try to. Mo- I don't know if I, I don't know if I can moderate. Well, I'll do my best. Try to figure it out. And then we'll have some fact checking. I love it. And then uh, yeah. for the most part, like you know you and whoever else do the thing. All that super chat money. Yes. From and we'll do comments and stuff. You guys will each pick a charity and then boom. I love it. I love that. I'm down. That I'm in awesome. for it. We'll. 
we'll start we'll start turning the wheels on this. Yes. No guarantees. Yeah. Because like I we've we've had people cancel on us, and I'm like, guess we're gonna have next you know tomorrow, and then like they don't show up. So see, but we'll we'll get we'll get the we'll get the gears turning, man. We'll, when, when we set it up in my schedule, I'll make sure if it's ahead of time, I'll secure that date, and I I, I don't flake. It'll be a really fun. Uh, Mental mental battle yep. between and, people and ideas. And I've been kind of cooped up in the house for a few <laughs> oh, months, so coming out to get a win, <laughs> yes. you know, uh, is a yeah, great dude. thing. Coming out to get a victory is always a good thing. You see, you're 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 doing the like the the, the MMA guys will get all mm. get all big and they'll get their ego up and they'll be like, I'm gonna win. And you got it. You got to You got to make sure you put the. You challenge you. I challenge myself to do that because when you do that, everybody wants to see you fall. Exactly. So and people so, right now are probably like, I want to see this guy get crushed yep. in a debate. And and knowing that is what makes me work harder. There you go. Your motivation. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Absolutely. So so a ton of people are super stoked now. <laughs> and they're like, this is awesome. Let's do it. Because I think even some of the people who are angry are like, yes, we're going to get this guy. Yep. It'll be fun. Uh-huh. Yep. But we did we did go 47 minutes oh, over. Man. So I think we should, uh, we should wrap up because uh, I still have to work in the morning and everything. But yeah. Uh, Maj, dude, thanks for hanging out. It's been Thank fun, you man. for having me, for sure. Your Twitter is at uh, Maj2Ray. At Maj2Ray. And let me, is it cool if I do a shameless plug? Yeah. Of course, do it to it. So, guys, outside of if you agree with me or disagree with me on some of these issues, um, we all, generally, if you don't agree with this, I don't really know what to say for you. Um, urban America really, really needs more conflict resolution, more political education, and more firearms safety training. Safe and responsible handling. That's what we do at Black Guns Matter. This entire tour has been funded by the people. If you agree, if you disagree, we all can say that we need safer communities and we need guys and women that know how that have the ability to defend themselves from weirdos, rapists, and all that other type of stuff. So our efforts is uh, we do have a GoFundMe page. It's GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. Every single penny has been transparent. Every single penny has went to, in 2018, I think we did like 50 cities. Uh, we got an RV now so we can stay in cities like Chicago, Detroit, New Orleans. We can stay there longer, St. Louis, because sometimes you can't just do a Chicago in one or two days. You know, we have conflict resolution kits. We show people how to get um, firearms lawfully. We link them up with attorneys. Uh, we, again, we deal with conflict resolution. I can't just give you, you know, teach you how to get a gun. But then you're like you're a psychopath, you know, so we deal with de-escalation, conflict resolution, things like that. But again, guys, you know, this is all in good fun. Me even challenging you guys. I love the fact that you've challenged and disagreed. That's how we move forward. Um, if you can, if you agree with that, if you got 20 bucks, if you are a really, really rich dude and want to just knock out the rest mm-hmm. of the million dollar goal, donate 600 and some odd thousand dollars. Great. Don't do it. <laughs> Um, if you got six bucks, if you got 20 bucks, I don't care, man. This type of information, that part should not be political. That part should be people having the constitutional and human right to defend themselves from weirdos. So, um, you know, hopefully right you guys have been engaged. GoFundMe.com forward slash Black Guns Matter. Right on, man. Dude, thanks for hanging out. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at TimCast, of course. You can check out YouTube.com slash TimCast. YouTube.com slash TimCast News, my other channels. I put up kind of all throughout the day. And, of course, we got Ian, who's been chilling. You what can follow up? Ian. Yeah, Ian Crossland. Follow me on Twitter and um, Instagram and on Twitch.tv because sometimes I stream games. And we are going to get the correct microphone. You know what's crazy is, is because of the COVID supply chain disruption, we couldn't get the mic. So, so Lydia's using this, Ooh, this still here. very nice shotgun mic. But you can follow Lydia at Sour Patch Lids, Sour Patch L-Y-D-S. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. live. I think the internet worked. 
Yeah, so we, we had no awesome. problems. This is great, dude. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Ooh, I love it. It's the right day. All right, uh, and and you know what? To, to everybody in the chat who who had a good time and agree and and super chatted, really really do appreciate it. And everyone who disagreed, um, let me know what you what you want to see so we could do a better job. I want to hear your criticism, and I want to make sure that we're doing a show that actually gets to the core of these issues and doesn't leave anybody hanging feeling like they're not getting the right information or they're not being heard. And and definitely, if I'm getting things wrong. I corrected myself like three times on the Brown and Taylor thing. We got wrong last night. That's great. I did it like three segments and I was like, I was wrong, I was wrong, I was wrong. So I'm definitely trying, man. Anyway, thanks for hanging out. We'll, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow at 8 p.m. live and uh, we'll have clips up throughout the day on the channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Smash that like button on the way out. Hit the notification bell and we will see you all tomorrow.